0: what's up everybody and welcome to video game purists this will be vgp episode 147 i am one of your hosts my name is fred rojas and joining me tonight as always from the east coast mr trees how's it going sir um oh fuck fred <laughs> i uh oh man
1: i had a whole thing ready to go and i blanked
0: whole thing ready to go Whole yeah hug. i was
1: gonna I, I was gonna be like uh fuck what's he how's he talk i forgot I was gonna talk like somebody, a wrestler, and oh. now I forgot how he talks. <laughs> um, fuck. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna do a whole Stone Cold Steve Austin thing.
0: Ah, uh, I don't know. How stupid Stone song, Stone bitch. Stupid <laughs> song, bitch. Right? He says shit like that. Right? That sounds about right. That's that sounds right? on brand for him. Yeah.
1: Ah, fuck. Because because I I I bought some Stone Cold um, Broken Skull IPA today to drink for the show. Oh, nice. I found some, so I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna like open the show by going, uh, "Fuck, I can't remember all his catchphrases now. It's been so long since I watched wrestling."
0: Was was the candy ass stuff him or was no that's that's the rock? Okay,
1: he'd call you a stupid, stupid song bitch. All right, stomp a mud hole in your ass. (laughs) Right, he'd say what like, you know, he'd stop and everybody go what, what? Here we go. Uh, Fuck it. Uh,
0: Anyways, uh, I have have
1: (laughs) some. You don't suck
0: because people say you do. You suck because Stone Cold says so. That's right. Stone Cold. That's right. Because Stone Cold said so. McMahon 316 says, I just pissed my pants.
1: That's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. That's what I was going to say. Okay. That's a catchphrase. And I was going to crack my beer, but I fucking blew it.
0: Well, definitely don't slam it over your head and spray it all over the basement. That's just gonna—you're gonna regret that later.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, he wouldn't slam it over his head. That was—I uh, forget that guy's name from ECW. Uh, Stone oh, Cold would you're like. Right,
0: it was that guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Stone Cold would crack it open and dump half of it down his chest. He wouldn't really drink that much beer. He mostly just poured it all over his head, his face, and yeah. then he'd he'd uh, he'd throw him, and then he'd he'd do the little like, you know um shocker symbol you know yep, i'm seeing it right steak, now yeah. one in the pink and then <laughs> he'd fuck it they'd chuck him in that one and they'd keep chucking him he'd catch him one hand and open him it's
0: a cool gimmick <laughs> and uh see look where's uh let me show you first apparently he drink he can drink a lot he can yeah well there's no doubt he can but i don't think he can do it yeah, oh, uh, no, during yeah, a live show yeah, yeah
1: of course let yeah, see look it's um elsie gonna go brewing company oh nice Steve Austin, broken skull. Ooh, that's a cool can. That's dope. Yeah, I like that. So when I used to watch wrestling, which was I I haven't watched wrestling in like three years. I sort of, you know, right before um, COVID hit. So I wasn't watching when COVID hit, uh, where it went down to like there was like video screens in the audience and it was mm-hmm. all weird. Um, I was still watching it. I quit before that when Raw like was in the toilet, like they were unwatchable in a weird way in a in a and w aew was um kind of coming up on the scene Mm -hmm. and i was watching them and i was trying to, and i still listen to like tons of like podcasts like wrestling podcasts and news even though i wasn't watching it Mm -hmm. and uh, i used to always listen to stone colds podcast and i I don't think he does it as frequent as when i listened to it back then uh and i remember him making this beer like he was like in cahoots with this this brewing and they were making his beer and I remember we just couldn't get it. Like we used to have the Royal Rumble parties every year. Yeah, and we used to always try like ordering some, but it was never something like that you could order in. <laughs> and uh, and now that I'm like four years past wrestling, uh, shows up on the shelf. And I said, well, I owe it to myself uh, to drink it, even though I'm not a big IPA guy, six point seven percent. But. You know. Well,
0: I found out that there's only one place in all of Kansas City that has it. I'm on their yeah. website. Yeah, and it is uh, Lucas Liquor. If you want, uh, Lucas Liquor is where you go to get, you know, the most diverse mm-hmm. of the beers. <laughs> yeah. So, it's also, you're legally this. allowed to receive it in Kansas. Off of craftshack.com. So we are legally allowed to buy it and have it sent to us. You
1: know, if I could do a stone cold impression, which I can't. uh, He has like a little word on the back here. Well. Oh, yeah. So Broken Skull Indian Pale Ale. A badass 6.7 IPA designed by Steve Austin and El Segundo Brewing Company for the working man and woman. There you go. Right. Features Citra? Citra. Mm-hmm. Cascade. Is that a word? Uh, it Cascade. sounds like one. I'm not familiar with it. And <laughs> Chinook. Chinook hops. There to you deliver go. big flavor with an easy finish. Now stop reading and start enjoying this awesome beer. Cheers.
0: The good news about gonna... yeah, a finish like that is um it shouldn't be too oh. Uh, bitter. Oh, it's fighting him. It's fighting him. I know that sound. It's getting him. Getting him.
1: Oh, my wife's gonna kill me. Oh
0: shit! <laughs> I just spilled it all over a fucking floor. Fucking thing. It's Looks buggy. like did did Steve Cole did Stone Cold shake it up when he uh? He just he just put a whoop ass on me. Yeah, right. His beard just
1: whoop ass me. My wife's gonna go. Why does my office smell like fucking bed? <laughs> I'd be like, I, I don't know. I was drink. I was, I was drinking water, honey. <laughs>
0: So that, that was wasn't weird. too expensive, was it? Um, why? Because a twenty-four pack is seventy bucks on the website, and I'm betting if I go to Lucas Liquor, it'll be like much cheaper for a sixer. It was. <laughs> so I think it might
1: have been like um, maybe sixteen bucks for a full
0: for a okay. full pack. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. So. Oh, that's why. Okay, so they're they're calling them twelve packs, but you know what it is, it's um, it's three four packs, which so forty two mm-hmm. bucks isn't that bad. Okay, that makes sense.
1: Well, yeah, it tastes
0: like an IPA. <laughs> okay, well there you go. Like, do, like is it is it smooth enough that it doesn't like? I'm guessing it's more hazy. I don't know what that means, but. Hazy IPAs tastes, are a little smoother. They're not as sour or bitter. It would it tastes
1: how I used to feel when I chugged a 40 in the car before going into the club. Okay. All right. And that walk from the car to the club where you just drank too much 40 and foam. Uh-huh. And you have that taste in your mouth. That's yep. what it tastes. I know that like. tastes. that's what IPAs taste like to me. Where it's like, I'm the designated driver, so I did not drink on the way. But now I want to catch up, and yes. I chug a forty in the car. And then you get out, and you're like burping uncontrollably, <laughs> yeah. and you have that taste in your mouth. And you walk from the car parking lot to the club, and uh, you you feel too full.
0: Quite familiar with that, yeah. That is that is what this tastes like. You know, was cheese, that descriptive enough? Yeah, it was. <laughs> You know, trees. The um, Fast and the Furious Ten's coming soon.
1: Yes, my wife. I did not watch the trailer.
0: My wife and there, there is no trailer. We did see the trailer, and there's no need for a trailer. There's no need for that. It's no, it literally is just their faces. Um, It just zooms through the whole cast. (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) Yeah. I am. I'm sure there's another trailer, but the one we saw in the theaters this weekend oh. just was the cast. And it just went by each of their faces. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but And we always do 40s. Um, I'm going to have to figure out how to sneak a 40 into a theater again.
1: Yeah. I um, When I was in my 20s, early 20s, because mm-hmm. I believe I was still living at home. So I had to be like 21. Yeah, I had to be because I moved out when I was 22. For the second time but uh so i had been working nights at the post office and so me and my buddy would come home from the post office at like 6 a.m and go in my bedroom you know at my house where my par- right. you know my parents live. and i had a little like college fridge in there nice and we would sit and drink and watch like back then dvds were like brand new like that was mm-hmm. a hot shit and we would watch shit like train spotting <laughs> there you go and shit like that yeah. you know Swingers, uh, Reservoir Dogs, you know, all the nonsense that you watch when you're 20, Mm -hmm. 21, and you think, like, you're the shit, and you're watching stuff no one else would watch because you're awesome. Yeah, mine was
0: a little more teenage boys. Like, I had Can't Hardly Wait and – Yeah, so I'm a little older than you. So we we were 20,
1: 20, 20, 21, 22 during the indie boom of, like, all that shit. The,
0: the, The bottom shelf at the video store, you know what I mean? Yes, no one, like like we, when the Criterion we, Collection was first premiering, yes. these wouldn't so we, necessarily we, be Criterion, but same concept. So
1: yeah, we would watch horrible movies but pretend <laughs> like we were into them for the directors and shit yeah, because yeah. we're awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, so one morning we would we would drinking uh, over his one place. morning. Yeah, we would drink, you're 22 or whatever, you <laughs> okay. think you're cool, you work at nights. you're like, this is our after hours. Yeah, okay,
0: you you, you know what mentioned what I mean? nights, no, 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 I would get out. We work nights, working. yeah. Yeah, I would work 12s, you had mentioned that before and I missed that detail. No, I would work 12s overnight Um, in my early 20s and um, yeah. that was one of our favorite things to uh, do was kegs yeah. and eggs, was to go hit the bar yeah. right after getting. No, don't get beer. me wrong.
1: It's, it's, no, it's still not good for you. It's not an excuse. Well, but when you're 22, you make excuses because you know, whatever. Well, I just remember and, going
0: like, how different was it that I got out at 7 a.m. and went to the bar and drank than yeah. had I worked a normal job and gotten out at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. and went and drank. Like
1: Yeah, like we would go catch back then an early matinee movie at like 10 a.m. Yeah. And the bar next door would be open. Yep. And we would be drinking before going. It was really fucked up. Anyways, we were drinking over his place watching like – um. Back then it was like a Dave Chappelle special, but back okay. before he was Dave Chappelle. Right. This was he was like 19 or something. I forget how Shit. he like, and and I go, he has a movie out right now. Okay, this will this will put a timestamp on it. Okay. I go, he has a movie right now. It's it's yep. out the half baked is on the thing I knew you were gonna say that. Yep. So <laughs> I'm like, dude, let's go to the mall and check it out. After we've already drank like a six-pack, and we're like, yeah. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we went to idea. the mall. <laughs> went to the mall. We went. Into the theater, and I, we used to wear baggy jeans because they were skateboarders, and oh, I used yeah. to glom on to what they dressed. Like. So we could fit. We had back then Alizé, which, <laughs> which was this horrible drink <laughs> that was like Alize fruit like juice that. and cognac, mm-hmm. and it came in little champagne bottles because it, it was did. supposed to be all fancy. We could fit those in our back pockets.
0: Oh yeah, ridiculous! Like, were you guys doing and, pipes and jinkos and stuff, or was this yes, like not quite yes, that big? Yes, not okay. not
1: JNCos, but they were more urban, yeah. like South Pole and sure, shit like that. Sure. Um, and so w- we went in to see half baked, barely remember it. We passed that Alize back and forth, <laughs> finished it, empty mm-hmm. bottle rolling down the floor. Uh, we left that theater. Mm-hmm. I remember walking into Titanic. Okay. But uh, I remember distinctly like like we thought we went in there. And we were just checking out quietly. But I remember a lot of people turning around and looking at us, which would <laughs> like you, lead me to totally believe we were a chill. lot noisier <laughs> than we were supposed to be when a lot of old people were looking at us. So we left there <laughs> and I remember being in the mall and it was only like, you know, one in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And we were obliterated. And it had the skylight. Uh-huh. And it was so bright. And I remember going to a lids and I pulled the whole rack off the wall because oh, I wanted shit. to see a hat, but uh-huh. it was a display hat. So it was like zip tied to the rack. I remember that. Um, and then that was it. I'm, and this is terrible, right? I remember driving home, horrible, right? Oh, never yeah, did it again. I just about
0: that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Never
1: did it. Never did it again, right? Because by then I was like feeling sick and not drunk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was just the, like. The, the calm down, open. tiredness. Yeah. Yes. So get home. Uh, his mother's getting home from work as I'm dropping him off. I'm throwing up on his front lawn. <laughs> oh, right. Uh-huh. As he's staying in front of me. And she's like, hi, boys. And I'm like, oh. oh. <laughs> oh God. Go home. Sleep. Miss work. Right, didn't go to work the following night, and then I when I finally go back to work, I have this big bag in my car in the back seat of a uh, Champs, which was like a sporting store, like oh, yeah. Footlocker. I know, yeah, I'm familiar with Champs. Yep, big, huge bag filled with Adidas sweatpants and shit, and I go, "What the fuck is this?" And uh, my buddy goes, "Yeah, you, you bought that at Champs." I go, "I don't remember." It was, yeah, you were trying to pay with pennies and change and shit. And you were talking to the girl behind the counter and she was like, and you were dropping all the change and it was bad. That was a lesson learned. You were a, shit, man. King shit. At a, at a young age, that was the last time I ever did anything close to that. Like, I was like, that was dumb. <laughs> that was a, the dumbest. You know, we get lucky. Some people get like – have a bad scene and mm-hmm. it dictates like it ruins their youth and shit. <laughs> and uh, some people, uh, by the graces of whatever, <laughs> Learn from um, it. get a pass. <laughs> and I got a pass that day of not like, you know, accident, pulled over, arrested in the mall, anything. Oh, like, I, I see just you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where something so bad happens. Yeah, something. Yeah. Bad so happened. after, yeah. well, bad to other people. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean. So. Yeah. I
0: remember after that that thing I never <laughs> never had an incident like that again. But, I had a I had a woo. similar one where um and this is again this is not a good thing don't do this but like this was yeah. definitely of the times. This is a little later than that. Do you remember Spider-Man 2 like the Tobey Maguire one with Doc Ock in it and stuff? That, oh, that was a good one. That movie was new at the theaters. Julie and I were friends but we weren't dating. She wouldn't date me yet. And um We went with a bunch of her friends, and our Mm. designated driver, quote unquote, was the stoner, right? The high guy. Oh, he'll be fine because he's not drunk. Yeah. (laughs) He'll pass the DUI. Oh, my God. So he drove us to the theater, and what we snuck in was um, they mixed Sprite with Sour Apple Vodka, 50-50 and put it in, like, one of those 32-ounce water bottles. And, yeah, that again, that would just... uh, I don't remember it going in someone's pant leg or anything. I almost think I was the one who snuck it in because I was 21. Mm. Which, that's the other bad thing, was not everyone in our group was 21, but I did not buy the vodka. Um, I was just uh, assisting. But the whole thought process was if they catch us, if I'm over 21, they'll just be like, what are you, an idiot? And either kick me out mm-hmm. or more likely just have me pour it out and then let me go see the movie. That was the thought right. process. We did not get yep. caught. There was like uh, yeah, five I... of us sharing it. And yeah, all that sugar, your stomach just turned halfway through the movie. And we all mm. like, were like, mm, yes. better run to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, shortly after that
1: that day, that incident, like mm-hmm. I got my own apartment. like I moved out. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, with that kind of responsibility, you know, I lived mm-hmm. on my own and shit. So there's no one to, you know, what I mean, help yeah. me or do. anything. so I was pretty, I be, yeah, I was I was always, yeah, I had bills, <laughs> I had bills and <laughs> rent, uh, and a car to look after. So I never had a crazy incident like that. Um, even though we clubbed a lot, and I was always a designated driver because all my clown friends mm-hmm. would be those dudes. That wouldn't think about the end of the night. Uh huh. So I was always the, the designated driver. So I would go, then I'd have drinks when I got there. And then, like, I'd stop like an hour before I had to drive everybody home, you that know? Makes sense. Yeah. So I was always good after that. So, but yeah, I remember that day was
0: like, ooh, I'm never, that was that, like, never do that again, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, and same thing with me. Like, um, I, w- I we really didn't, Drink in movie theaters after that, or like do something like mix in a vodka mess like that together again. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, believe it or not, people would think this about me because I, I clearly like to drink, but like um, I don't like bars very much. I, I hate mm-hmm. hanging out at bars. Um, sometimes if it's like a karaoke bar or something where there's a purpose, I'm okay with mm-hmm. it. But even that grows thin pretty fast for me. Um, and so uh, the the good news was, yeah, we didn't drink in theaters, and then. Lately, the only time we drink in theaters, other than obviously Fast and the Furious, because they're not going to sell 40s, um, you can buy drinks at the theater. And the price is so prohibitive that you only have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you like, make so, it last. Yeah. Well, they do like stronger beers out here too at the theater. So like yeah. when you buy a, you can buy a Miller Lite or a Bud Light mm-hmm. for like nine bucks, but for 10 bucks, you can yeah. get what's called Boulevard Tank 7. And it's a nice like... It's a heavier, like, red IPA. Yeah, or Not it. an IPA, a red beer, like it's an amber. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, like, eight and a half. And it, you can get a 20... It's a 20-ounce can, a 19.2, actually, <laughs> for 10 bucks. And that can get you through, like, a nice action movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't like, drink it uh, all the time, but dip, if I want to have a drink, that's like, that's the way to do it's it. It's like dip your, dip your twizzles in it and, <laughs> right. and suck it off, make well, it last that way. And the good news is, like... You're you're allowed to have it, right? Like you just walk through the theater and you're like, yeah, no, I bought this bitch. Um, That's so, right. So yeah, but but yeah, That's I never hilarious. did the 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 vodka stuff or anything like that again. Um, and luckily, mm-hmm. like yeah, in Kansas, it would be really hard to get a um, a cab or something at the end of the night. So what we would usually do is, um, I mean, Julie was always thinking about like having a ride home. So was I because I'm from Chicago, where like you never drank and drove like ever. Like, I swear, in Chicago, you would think, and I think this is a good thing, but, like, at least in the, in the let's see, when was I in Chicago? Like, the late 2000s, early 2010s, if you even tried to get, because there's so much public transportation, if you even try to get into a car looking drunk, I swear a bum would call you in. You know what I mean? Like, he'd be Mm -hmm. like, wait, this motherfucker's about to drive. Like, you can get busted real fast, and if you get busted... Uh, drinking and driving, especially negligent in in Illinois and especially Chicago, you can just like permanently lose your license first time. Like it's just. Uh, meanwhile, out here in Kansas, you got some people on their second, third DUI, but like, and they're still driving. But like out there, like it was a big deal. So we never really drank and drove because it was just I I was just so careful, and Julie never liked to do it. So we either had a place like we knew we could crash at the place we were drinking at, or we would just um, have a ride preset home that wasn't either of us. Um, So it worked out, but again. (laughs) And as per usual, I don't know about you, Trees, but most of my friends who were pretty careful who got DUIs, and there aren't many of them, but it was usually because a girl asked them to give a ride home, and they knew they weren't good enough to drive, but she was so cute, and if you're giving her a ride home, maybe there's a chance. And it always... Always ended with them getting arrested. (laughs) I was like, guys, just don't do it. So, yeah. All right. Well, we're 20 minutes in and we've, we sound like a fucking PBS special. (laughs) It's hard to tell people don't do stuff when you had so much fun, but don't do it. (laughs) Don't do 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 it. it. So, all right, trees. What you've been Mm -hmm. up to this week? Oh, is it my week? It is your week. You are up. Um,
1: well, I had this week off, man, the whole week. That's right. I have not worked since we've last talked. I'm so jealous. So, yeah. So, it's been like, and it's fucked up because uh, I lost track of the days. Mm-hmm. And so, when it was Friday, mm-hmm. I was fucking convinced it was Thursday. Like, somehow I lost a day. Damn. To the point where my phone updated, Right. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to take my me and my son will go to the movies on Friday. To get out of the house because it's been crappy. It's been cold and mm-hmm. sleety out, and like not fun to go out and do anything. So I said we'll go to the movies. Maybe one day we'll go to Trampoline Park, right? So my my in my head I'm like, you know, Thursday we'll go to Trampoline the movies or something. Friday maybe we'll go to Trampoline Park, right? That was my thinking. Sure. So I'm ordering movie tickets, right? And I get them, and then I'm looking at the the. The ticket thing, you know, the, the, the QR code that they scan when you get there. Yeah. Just to look at it. And it says Friday. You know what I mean? Like tickets this time. It was like an hour from when I got them. Uh, Friday. But I'm like, Friday, fuck. I said I put in the wrong day. Right? You should be able to so exchange I, them, right? Well, here's the deal. Okay. I, I'm So I look. I don't see anywhere to exchange it, right? Okay. So I'm like, oh, man. And so I look at my phone. My phone says Friday. And I go, this fucking thing, did it update and fuck up? And, like, now it's registered and everything is Friday. It was so messed up. And then I went downstairs. My wife's working. I go, what's t- today? What t- what's today? She goes, Friday. I go, Are you kidding me? Like, this was – I had, like, a, a bit of, like, old man. Like, this was the yeah. first day where I literally thought – I could not remember the days in order. And I'm going, <laughs> you're like, no, 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 am
0: I What, what day, why I missing <laughs> that day?
1: Yeah. Why am I missing the day? And then she sort of listed every day. And I go, yeah, I guess. I guess. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. I thought I had another day. That so, sucks. I love, you know, me and my son did a lot of gaming much really? to my wife's fucking disappointment. Yeah. Um, I know she listens. I don't care. Um, there was a, there was a, one of the first. Day, I don't know if I mentioned this. There was a day, where she had to go up for the day. Might have been Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember. But me, and my son. It's eight thirty a.m. Cold, Alfred. We're in our jamies. We're in yeah. our jamies. We're sitting on the couch together. Eight thirty mm-hmm. a.m. Days just started. Yeah. Right. And we're both. He has a switch, and I'm turning on the Xbox. It's beautiful. The women are leaving for the whole day. There you go. And then my wife goes. Um, she's about to leave, and she goes, uh, "And um, let's not do do this all day." And I said, "What's that? Be happy and enjoy ourselves? You mean is that is that <laughs> what you mean? You know, because I swear that's what that's what spouses do. It's like it's
0: not their type of fun. So it's just like it's not fun." You know, my wife and I actually have <clears throat> similar disconnects like that. Yes. Yes. So she's just like, we don't do this all day. And I'm like, what, enjoy ourselves? the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> This okay, is great. So We're in actually, heaven right now. Just because I'll forget about this, let me mention this real quick. Yes, yeah. we had something like that today. My daughter had a birthday party to go to. It was from 1 to 3. And it was near the shopping district. You know, everyone's got those. where Basically, mm-hmm. if your wife wants to go drop 300 bucks, there's a very good chance that this series of blocks is a good place to do it. And my wife was like, oh, this is great. If you want to come with me to drop Autumn off at the birthday party, then we can shop for two hours together. And I said, we can shop for two hours together, can we? And I said, what are we, where are we going? And she's like, well, there's a sporting goods store. I want to go to Target. I want to go to Bed Bath & Beyond. I want to go to blah, blah, blah. And she named a bunch of just like chick places, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, not to, to Not to undervalue it, but yeah. And I was like why would I want to go with you to these places? And she's like, because you're my husband and it's, it's good to be with your wife. And I was like, okay, I'll give you that one. That's fair. I said, but, but yeah, no, I don't want to do that. I was like, I'll just be honest with you. I don't want to do it. And then I, I looked back. I was kind of a dick in this regard. I looked back and I was like, do you know how much time we spent together yesterday? All day. From the moment I got up to the moment I went to bed, you were by my side all day. How many wives can say their husband spent from, from wake to sleep? Mm-hmm. I went to bed with her too. I did not game or anything last night. How many wives can say all Saturday from the moment he got up to the moment he went to bed, my husband was by my side? And she was like, she kind of got quiet and looked down and she was like, Yeah, yeah, all right, fine fine. You don't have to go with. So it's just different. It's just different priorities. But yeah. yeah. But it was just funny because it's like. Yes. And my wife's already encouraging me because she knows she works next Sunday and I'll be home Mm -hmm. with the kid. And she's already encouraging me. She's like, oh, and you always said you wanted to do this and this and this and this and this. You better start planning those with Autumn so that you guys aren't just sitting around playing video games all day right so and in my mind i plan to that was yeah yeah like
1: the amount of joy in me and my son's brain (laughs) that the day's starting and we're comfy and we're just like gaming and and we Mm -hmm. have day and then it's just like don't do this all day it's like oh yeah okay yeah we're gonna we're gonna stop this in the middle of it just to do something we don't want to do have some news don't worry we got you covered
0: (laughs) We'll tell you but it I understand what, you what
1: you're home. saying now <laughs> don't get me wrong um you know if if this was the summer or the spring yeah mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that she knows oh. that See, if there's different. stuff to be but done different. outside and we can just go outside and this for me to do around I I will do that no no issues mm-hmm. it was just fucking cold You don't even want to go in the garage for get <laughs> water like it's like yeah we're comfy the day's starting. Half oh, yeah. the people still sleeping on February vacation. We're, we're sitting in. We're ready to go. Just because you're out and ready to fucking take on the world and uh, whatever you're doing. She's doing a chair comp, uh, chair clinic. I don't know. She organized a fucking vendor sale or something. So, you know. Um, <clears throat> but to start off the week, uh, we had our date night, Fred, at Mohegan That's Sun. That's right. Yes. Do tell we had a very good time. Um, Excellent. Again, it's weird. The casinos, in my opinion, haven't quite recovered from the from the like the the lockdowns and stuff. Right.
0: Like initially. people haven't
1: come come back, sorta. In a way, mm-hmm. or I should say, people have come back, but the structure of how they run the place has it. So there's still like a lot of empty storefronts and restaurants that are like empty. Right. You know what I mean? When normally they would be hustling and bustling, you know? <laughs> so it's funny. Like we, you know, and also we made an old joke because, um, you know, we got ready. We got dressed. And I went down and gambled a little while she was getting ready. Um, and then we went out to dinner. And we went to like a sports bar type place. And um, there wasn't a lot of people in there. But it was like I didn't think they were open. But I'm like, oh, there's people in there. So we went in there and we sat there. We had a great dinner, you know? Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> and then when we were leaving, I'm like, oh, it's filling up a little. Like, the bar is filling up. And then I realized it's all—it's like, you know, like 9.30. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we're going in there at like 8. And we're like, why is it so empty? Oh, yeah, that's right. Fucking. <laughs>
0: <Because> <laughs> the people out to have fun yes. aren't showing up yet. They're not out we're yet. Old.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, sure. We're old. Yeah, um, we're old. But if dinner at 8 is old, then. Pfft. Yeah.
1: Well, you know what? It's a. Uh, but no, I think she would agree, though. Just walking around the mall area and shit mm-hmm. is like pretty empty-ish, you know. Um, so we also decided something. My wife decided something. Um, she does not want me anywhere anywhere around her, anywhere near her when she plays soft machines. She's not a big gambler. Um, um, but whenever I was with her she would lose. And she said, get lost several times.
0: My wife has a similar. Yeah. Yes. I don't need she's to like, tell the story, but lost. yes, my wife has and, a
1: similar rule with me. And you know what? I, I When I was on my own, I did. we were doing pretty good playing games and stuff. And I, and, uh, I, I can't say that she's wrong for it. I went back <laughs> and I come around the back of her and I sat in a chair, a chair like behind her. She didn't know I was there and I was watching her. And when I sat down, she was in the middle of a bonus game. Right? Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then when I watched her, she did not win again until she was out of money. And then she like swiveled around and I'm sitting there. And I go, Boy, you're right. I've been sitting there watching you the whole yeah. time. You haven't won anything. She goes, Yeah, thanks a lot. So there you go. You you're know, welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we had a we it was a good time. It was nice. You know, we we don't get to go out. Yeah. Uh, like that. Especially for a night, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, so that was good. And then, like I said, had the week off, a lot of gaming. Uh-huh. Um, me and my son went and seen Puss in Boots on uh Friday, which was hilarious. Yeah. Um, he liked it too. Um, <laughs> even though it's like a little bit adult for his age, I but he, you know, he showing, likes, yeah. he likes Puss in Boots, you know what I mean? But a lot of the jokes and stuff, you know what I mean? Um, you know, a little older. <laughs> uh, but the Shrek universe has
0: always been PG. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they've always had a little... little like, do you remember in... Um, God, team. which one was it? It might have been the first Puss in Boots or it was one of the Shrek sequels where they find kitty litter on him. They're like, we found kitty litter. Remember, he was on Cops. And he goes, that's not mine. <laughs> like, they've always had... Yeah, that was one... I think that was
1: one of the Shreks. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the Shreks, <laughs> I think. And yeah, it looked like a Cops-like overhead view. <laughs> and, good uh,
0: times, good times.
1: But we both agreed... That the uh, the the death, the wolf, the white mm-hmm. wolf that played yeah. death was like the most badass. Yes, like <laughs> baddest thing I've ever seen in any cartoon in my life. <laughs> like I I could not get enough of him. I'm like this guy is fucking crushing it. I'm like, this guy, there was another adult sitting next to me. I'm like, Phew. I said it out loud, like, oh, this guy's no joke, man. And he said, the guy next to me, like, <laughs> laughed because it's like, yeah, this guy's not playing. This This wolf doesn't
0: know he's in a kids' movie. He's just, right? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, in the. Um- like- the other thing was the Peter uh, Pie or whoever the, um, the the big bad Jack Jack Horner Jack Horner sorry little it's Jack been a while Horner. since I'd seen it big yeah big Jack Horner <laughs> sitting in a corner um but it was um it's the kid who it's one of the kids who's the leads in um in uh, uh, um oh, the Nick Kroll show um. Oh well, yeah, it's John Mulaney. Yes, is thank voice. you. Thank you, you got it. I like John Mulaney, yeah. He's not a kid, but I know what you're saying. No, but he's funny. <laughs> well, he's in, uh, what is the, the puberty show um, on Netflix? Yeah, a big... Big mouth, big mouth. Thank you. Jesus Christ. I swear, <laughs> man, every time I've been learning new things, I'll talk about it in my segment, Pushing out, pushing out old things. Yeah. My buddy Billy at work, uh, f- my former employer, he always used to say to me, he goes, yeah, after 40, when you start learning new things, you push out old things. The trouble is you don't know what you've lost until mm-hmm. you try to find it again. And shit, if that doesn't feel accurate mm-hmm. sometimes.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, we, we enjoyed the movie. Like like for people who
1: don't know, it's, it's basically, you know, Puss in Boots is, he's the man, but he realizes he's on his last life and he sort of loses his nerve. And, um, and, and death is represented by this white wolf that's sort of like coming for him because he's been cheating death eight times. So he's like, <laughs> F this, I'm taking the last one. So he's always sort of like coming at him. So Puss in Boots, like. Loses nerves and he hides in like a, a cat house, aka like an old age home, retirement home. Yeah. And he like, yo, he's like, he's like, I'm not eating that bullshit. And then he starts eating. And then he's like, I'm not shitting in this cat pan. And then at one point, then they just smash cut to him with like a beard, <laughs> yeah, I love it. and he's like dead inside, right? It's like it's like the, the penguins from Happy Feet. They're just fucking <laughs> done. They've lost all will. They're banging their head against the wall. And he's just sitting in a cat pan with everybody watching him. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like my son doesn't understand that reference right. of like <laughs> the dignity of it all
0: and shit. Um, One thing I will say is um, just cause we haven't mentioned him yet. And then I'll let you, I, I, I I'm sorry to keep cutting you off. I just love this movie. Um, was the, uh, the, I really dug the way they handled Goldilocks and the three bears. Oh yeah. yeah, That was amazing. So yeah. there's basically,
1: um, you know, because it's a fairy tale or whatever. There's a there's a a wishing star. It's like a, you know this hidden treasure, right? It's like the it's like the um fountain of youth or the fucking holy grail or whatever. And um so he finds out about it. And so he feels if he can find that wish he can get his nine lives back and be the old him. Uh, but there's other people going for it too. It's like goadie larks and three bays. And uh that was amazing. Like that <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was the way they always um Go in on the fairy tale characters and, and sort of like reshape them a little bit, make them more adult. Um, and then Jack Horner, who was little Jack Horner, but he'd grown up to be big Jack Horner and he ran a pie factory and he was a bit of a prick, taking over the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My son asked my son asked why his thumb was all big and red. I tried to explain to him it's from years of sticking them in hot pies, son. That's right. Suck it on his thumb. Gross. He's um, he's a little off, <laughs> little off, and he 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 was cool because he collected fairy tale artifacts, right? Like a yep. nerd. Yes, so it did. was fun. You know, if you you know, I, I'm watching the movie and I'm like, I know if I if I was able to pause this right now, you could just there's tons of Easter egg Easter eggs in his like office and shit. Oh yeah. Um, fun movie. My my son, we hit you know anytime a six year old can sit through a whole movie and just watch it, you know, it's, it's captivating. And he's he's never seen – he knows who Shrek is. We've never watched a Shrek movie. I think he said he might have seen one at school, maybe they had a movie day or something. Makes sense. Um, well, but he definitely knows who Donkey is and Shrek is, even though we've never watched one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think he knew Puss in Boots, like the look at him, but he's never seen – like, I, I had to explain to him who he was. You know what I mean? Like, right. oh, he's the best cat in the world. He's like, you know, master thief and assassin. He's like a pirate. You know what I mean? So my he's son like was Zorro. into him. Oh, you don't know Zoro. He's Zoro. Uh, yeah, like, he's yeah. supposed to be a Zorro. <laughs> yeah, son. He's like Zorro. <laughs> Enjoy. Character that I don't even fucking <laughs> remember. I didn't even grow up with him. Um, yeah. So, you know, that was the one, th- one thing we did this week. There you Even go. me. Oh boy. Um and then today was Cheercom. Another Cheercom. So <laughs> yeah. he sent me a picture of that. I said you'll share picture. that with the wife. I was like, check out what trees <laughs> is. <laughs> she goes, Oh, yeah, you guys yeah. are used to that shit. Yeah. <clears throat> it was a scam though, Fred. It was a scam. Oh. All right. We've talked about this before. You're in this world now. It gets worse when they become teenagers. You totally know, it's imagine. all you know, it's all. Behind the closed door handshakes and shit, it's all it's all a scam. So these were TV <laughs> TVLs. Try Try Valley League, I think TVLs are called right. Okay, so There's people from all over the place or whatever. Sure. Now I don't. I'm not going to say the name of this town. All right. Okay. But they hold these TVLs. The 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 two the other two that I've been to have been at this high school. Right. mm Hmm. And um, let's just say that the hometown team seems to win every time I'm there. Hmm. How about that? Yeah. One of the other fathers stood up after the announcement and was like, "That's bullshit." Because <laughs> 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 it's like the team, the hometown team, they even dropped somebody, and mm-hmm. our team, in my opinion, had a flawless routine. And they still won. The home team still won. I don't know how scoring works, but I'm pretty sure when you drop people, it takes some points off, you know. And then yeah. my my daughter my daughter's on JV. That was vice. My daughter's on JV. Off. If you step and on shoes
0: or out of bounds, there's all kinds oh of ways you God. can lose. There's use all points. types of stupid shit that yeah. they can
1: do. Uh, but I'm pretty sure dropping somebody.
0: Yeah, that was so a big, big points. And, yeah,
1: that one's. Oh, um, <clears> and so and then my daughter's is JV and um. She had, I was super proud. She had a, they had a flawless routine too, and there was only two teams they were against, and they came in second. And I'm just like, "Ah." damn, gives a different team, not the the hometown team. It was a different JV team, but still, the 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 team I didn't think was as good. It was very very shaky. There's there's certain team (laughs) towns that some towns don't like, and does back fighting and back talk, shit talking, and all types of shit. But the hometown team, the fact that they always win. And there's something about like if they they host them, but they also get money if you win because you hosted them. I don't know. There's shit going on there. You know what I'm saying? It's
0: sus as my dumb. It's
1: would very say. sus. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody was sort of quiet about it when they announced it. Like people outside with It was like, What? Like, how is that even a thing? And then you know, they released the scores right. after. Right? Up, and sometimes man, the scores just... are like, you know, sometimes the scores are like sixty-eight. A point one to a sixty eight point seven like it's close. this was like the team that won was like like a bunch of points ahead, and you're like, that eh, doesn't seem right, yeah, <laughs> so listen, that's the world. there's no one to complain to about it. It's just the way it goes more to me, it's more adults doing shit for adults, and none of it's for the kids, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> <laughs> you know that also is not hard to believe, yes so you know so my daughter was my daughter took it well like she was like bitching about it in a, like an angry way but not like crying and like upset like because they knew they did like a flawless routine you know what i mean mm-hmm. she was like yeah it's rigged <laughs> she was it's rigged and <laughs> she they she, every knows. Year, she knows yeah they hear the shit talk and then, when we were like retrieving the girls, so everybody's on the mats, like taking the pitches and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the winning team, the home team, they're hoisting up the two coaches, who is also the MC of the whole thing, oh, by the way. There you go. Holding their trophies. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody's, you just see the darts from all the other parents, like, oh my God. Oh
0: my God. God but that bring was me the strength. That, that was, you,
1: you know, I don't care that much but it's like, sucks. it's one of those things. Know what I'm like. I'm like Tom Hanks in a league of their own. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care. But then there's that one moment I look up from my, my newspaper. Like what? What? <laughs> Fuck. Hey, wait a second here, ref. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like I had one of the, I have one of those moments once a while. Like when I look up from like my stupor to be like, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> it's all right. It's not okay. What's going, on here? Yeah. What's going on here. This bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the world, the world, Fred uh-huh. of cheerleading of teenage cheerleaders. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, and um, yeah, that's my that was my week, Fred. That was my big week. I think. I'm sure there's other shit in there. You know, we went to dinner a bunch of times. a bunch of shit
0: going on, but I mean that's good. Going out to dinner yeah, and shit. Smart. And again, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, some, if you think of something while I'm talking, you know, we can we can circle yeah, yeah. back. <laughs> but my brain's going. I couldn't <laughs> remember how Stone Cold Steve Austin talked. I think I can remember the other <laughs> right, shit. Exactly. Well, I couldn't That's years Big of Big watching mouth, wrestling. So, yeah. But um well, let's see. My week uh work was a little rough. Um, yeah, it's a job. A job, a job. But um right now I just feel like I'm in a lot of places where like I'm, I'm right now at a point where people are like, this is just something that I always struggle with with IT. My whole point is to build something. Like I'm supposed to put in build and then they're supposed to do what we discussed. And instead it's a lot of this like, well, the system did this. Why did it do it? And then when I tell them the answer, okay, well, it did it because blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, how do we stop them from doing that? And I was like, I don't know, talk to them. (laughs) You know, my favorite phrase, the system is working as designed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But um, I did get a chance, though, to go out to lunch with my old coworkers. We went to this place called Jason's Uh, Deli. Is Jason's Deli a chain out by you, or is this mostly a Midwest thing? I never heard of it, so... And I grew up in Chicago, and I never heard of it either. It is basically Panera. That's how my wife described it, and I was like, okay, I get that. Um, Mm -hmm. So the senior citizens really go for it, but it's Panera, but with a catch, and um, there's two big differentiators which make it intriguing, though. So the first part is the reason it's Panera with a catch is the way they do their half and half. That's the big thing at Panera, right? You either get a soup and salad plus a sandwich. Mm-hmm. The way they do it at Jason's Deli is you order your sandwich and then you pay two bucks to trade half of your sandwich for either a super salad. But I was moving fast because I just, we had gotten there and everybody had been there before and I hadn't. You need to be careful because the spread of a price of a sandwich is everything from like eight bucks to 15 bucks, depending on what you get, at which point, trading half your sandwich is stupid, especially to pay for that privilege. So I ended up getting the $15 Reuben and then paying an extra $2 to get rid of half of my goddamn sandwich to get a $4 (laughs) cup of gumbo, right? So there was that. Um, Nice. So in the future, I'll do what my my coworkers did where you get like a club or something for eight bucks, right? And you pay 10 bucks to trade it in for the seafood gumbo, which is much more expensive, Mm -hmm. but... Um, the other thing is they have a salad bar. I didn't want the salad bar because actually eating raw salads is a pretty common thing for me. So I had been eating rabbit food most of the week. I wanted to get something else. Um, but the other big thing, Trees, is they it's all-you-can-eat free soft serve for paying customers. So they just have a soft serve machine out there with a chocolate, a vanilla, and a swirl. And they've got little cups... And, and little cheap ice cream cones just sitting there. And there's okay. a huge sign that says, free. And then there's a thing under it that says, yes, it's free. So pretty decent. Made up for the uh, the, the, the fatal flaw of, of how I ordered. Um, and I won't lie. The Reuben was really good. And their seafood gumbo was really good, too. Big chunks of shrimp in there. So um, not bad. And they had a good spice to it. Good spice to it. So um but I got to talk to my coworkers and it sounds like they're struggling too. sounds like I made a pretty good choice moving. Choice bailing. Yeah, we had, well, first of all, there was, so I'd been there 10 years, right? So our team had some new hires as the team expanded, but no one had really left. And the only guy who had left before me retired. Right? So when I quit, that was kind of a big deal, especially because I managed the billing and the reporting. And those were two Mm -hmm. jobs. No one else really wanted. Um, and so that was kind of a big deal when I left, and people were like, "Why are you leaving? You've been with us for like twelve years, ten years in the lab, like on this team. What's going on?" And I told them, I was like, "These guys are offering guys to allow me to focus and give me a career path. Can you guys offer that? If you can, I'll stay." And they were like, "No." I'm like, "Okay, no. well, you know, I gotta go." <laughs> so I left. And all your, but then and all your there were t- stayed. well, but we had to get certified in this new environment, and I did that before I left. Like I got um, the certifications and um, there were a couple of people on my team that had been there as long, if not longer than me, that weren't doing so good. And so that finally did come to pass and one guy couldn't pass the exams and I found out that they did let him go. And so that's, that caused a little bit of monotony on the team because now that guy's been there for nine years. He was right behind me. Mm-hmm. And you're you're getting rid of him. And then the other thing that they were a little annoyed by is we were a 10,000 employee health system and he had really strong IT skills. Like they didn't like phone the help desk or call the other hospital IT teams and see if there was a spot for him or anything. No, it was just like, peace, bro. <laughs> and that kind of sucks, right? Like I'm not a huge like labor guy or anything, but like, I would like to believe that they would have backed him up. So that kind of shook the team that happened like last month. And that kind of shook the team. You can, you can kind of tell. And so there's rumblings that a couple more are going to leave and they have to go live in roughly like nine months. You, uh, you were the Jeremy, you were the Jeremy Maguire. Did I fuck everything up? Is that what you're saying? It's been a while since I've seen the movie, but no, you left. Oh, you yeah. left and 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 you're like who's with me mm, mm-hmm. and everybody stayed and you went by yourself I, I did not encourage anyone to go oh. with me but I'm taking um, this fish taking this fish I did, and I'm leaving. I am take i i was gonna take my headset and then they asked for it back um <coughs> and I was like you're gonna give my headset with an earpiece to someone else And they're like yeah and I was like oh I'm um, I'm taking this. <laughs> okay. And they were like, actually, it's our property. Like, yeah. oh, okay. I did take the fucking laptop bag, though. And it wasn't, before this sounds bad, we were all given laptop bags to go with our laptops. Yeah. And when I turned it back in, the 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 admin for for my team, he was like, yeah, they they just want the laptop and the power supplies and stuff. And I was like, okay, then I'm wow. keeping the laptop bag. And they're like, yeah, we just said we don't need it. Yeah. Fuck, oh. <laughs> so, so I kept it. yourself out. Um, yeah. But, uh yeah, so so things seem a little shaky there, um, but it was good to see those guys and yes. and gals and get caught up and stuff like that. They still you know work and live right by me, so it was good to see them. Um, it sucks that things are getting rough, and I guess the the lab was struggling too, I guess, um. Uh, A a bunch of people from the microbiology team left, and so that place is like a skeleton crew. And microbiology is kind of a big deal, right? Because when you're sick and they don't know what the fuck's wrong with you, they run microbiology cultures to figure out what kind of infectious diseases you have. So, And again, to be clear, the lab wouldn't function if they couldn't respectably and— you know like there's the, just in case people who are listening to this aren't aware there are federal regulations <laughs> that you have to meet certain criteria so worst case scenario they would just contract with another lab to send their microbiology to and and shut down the microbiology portion of the lab they're nowhere near there i think it was just an exodus of leadership right no hmm. one wanted to run the place and trees i think you can You've talked to me about this. This is something that, like, is just fundamentally weird about me. I've always wanted to lead, and I've always thought that that would be, like, a great job. And, like, I hear you and Julie and a couple others where it's like, wouldn't it be awesome if you were the manager? No, fuck that. I never want to be in charge. Like, and so Mm. I'm just cut from a different cloth that I want to do that. Um, But it sounds like, yeah, everyone's fine running the tests, right? Doing the microcultures, doing the microbiology shit. It's just no one wants to lead that group of knuckleheads. Like... I just want to go in keep my head down run my tests go home right like so anyway there go. um but uh and so but but again i have a good job it's just it gets it just bogs you down a little bit when everyone's just asking you why things don't work and you feel bad because you're like am i even fucking doing anything right and people are like oh yeah you're doing great it's just it's just people want to know people don't understand it they need your help that's fair Um, Mm -hmm. So I entered the weekend and I'm trying to think, what do we do Friday? Friday, Friday, Friday. Oh, Friday, we didn't do anything of real note. Um, But uh, Saturday, Trees, Saturday was an early morning and we had some fun. So Friday night, I, I now know I'm old and I'll tell you why. I always have a tendency to pass out on Friday nights, like before getting some gaming in. And it's even Mm -hmm. more humbling because my daughter these days stays up till 2 a.m. We've somehow an arbitrary bedtime of 2 a.m. came about. And so that's just her time. When she doesn't have school the next day, she stays up till 2 a.m. and then goes to bed. Um, And she's got plenty of uh, like a handful of Xbox girls that she plays with. Like the girl gamers are all kind of banding together because they've realized that guys act fucking weird when they realize that they're girls. So they get into their own... Group where they do their own private group chat, which is similar to what you and I would do like back in the day. Like, that's how we did it when it was new. They get into their Xbox group chat and then they go play games. So, like, they're playing with other people. That's just those people don't ever hear them and they don't hear those people. Um, And these people, like, I guess they're, (laughs) I mean, it seems kind of stereotypical. They're homeschooled and their parents like to sleep in. And so, these kids like homeschool and I I've seen this, like they're not on in the afternoon when i gets home from mm-hmm. school, they don't get on till like seven o'clock at night because they're like, well, I don't get up till 10 in the morning for school. Like they homeschool from like 10 to five. <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, so it is what it is. Um, and, uh, and, and so I'm always like, I wonder if the reason I pass out is because we do takeout, right? So, I usually eat bad food. Um, Julie and I aren't drinking much these days. Uh, Like, we're drinking from time to time. I'm having a beer tonight. But, like, um, we've just been – and it's mostly a health kick thing. We just haven't been drinking much. So, And Friday night, for whatever reason, oh, we had gotten pizza Thursday night because Julie's brother dropped by, and so we decided to get pizza with him. Um, So, Friday night, we did a home-cooked meal, no drinking, no nothing. And I still fucking passed out at 10 o'clock. So I, I think it's... I'm just destined to not be able to stay up late unless I try really hard and probably pound some energy drinks or something. Um, the Saturday morning, we got up at 10 a.m. trees. Uh, not we I got up at 8, but like we got the daughter up at 10 a.m., got her in the car by 10.15 and drove her to my mom's house and dropped her off. And Julie and I went out to lunch at a sushi place near us. Uh, fantastic place. If you're ever in the... In the, uh, the southern suburbs of Kansas City on the Kansas side. Sushi Uni is the shit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we had that. And then um, we were going to a movie at noon. So we went to the Sushi Uni place, got there at 11, got done by about 11.30. And my wife's like, you know, on the way, can we run by that bakery? Um, and uh, I, she's like, I'm, I'm feeling like, I think it's called the upper crust. And she goes, I'm feeling like, <laughs> I'm feeling like a cookie. And we got this crazy cookie trees that was, it was a banana toasted sugar cookie. And what it was, was basically, imagine if they made banana bread, but as a cookie, as like a big, chewy, soft cookie. Okay. And then they put this like sugar frosting on top of it and then toasted it with like a blowtorch. Not the cookie, but just the frosting. And that's what it was. So it was this big fucking ridiculous chewy cookie for like four bucks and it was fantastic. Um, and then we went and saw a movie. We went and saw the the gem Cocaine Bear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's fun. out. It's out. <laughs> and Cocaine Bear was, I have to say this, like Cocaine Bear was exactly what you expected if you went and saw a movie called Cocaine Bear. Right. Right. And so I think I've talked about it before but I'm going to talk a little bit about the plot um, not the plot of the movie but where it comes from. So they say it's based on a true story and that right. was kind of true. In 1985 I think it was there was drug runners, right? And if the if the plane was having problems or they had to dump the stash, they would dump it over a national park and then parachute out and then collect the stash and then, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and go take care of it. Well, in real life, my understanding of the story, and I haven't dug too deep into it, but my understanding of the story was they had it all in like a, like a barn or something, like where they were collaborating it, ready to go. And a bear got in there and ate some of the cocaine and went like buck wild for like 30 seconds. And it may have attacked someone, but I don't even know if it even did. It just right. went buck wild for, and, and feral for like 30 seconds. Its heart exploded and it died instantly. Right, I remember hearing that. Yeah, that's not what happens in this movie. This movie is a comedy. Well, it's <laughs> it's a horror comedy, I guess I would say, because it's definitely very bloody as well. This bear is fucking killing people, but it's fucking hilarious. It's like a dark comedy, I guess I would say. And in this one, it's somewhat similar, where they drop the Coke, um, but the bear gets into it and then realizes there's a bunch of Coke around the park and becomes a Coke addict, and the bear's hunting coke throughout the park as other people are doing their shit. There's a lot of different storylines. You know, there's like the daughter who just wants to be closer to her mother. The mother is played by Carrie Russell. Good old Felicity is mm-hmm. back. Yep. Um, and the daughter's friend is my, wa- my daughter watches a show called Pup Academy. It's by the Air Bud people. It's on Netflix. If your son doesn't watch it. And keep him from it because you'll go crazy watching these episodes. Um, but my daughter's like me. She still likes watching anthropomorphic animals talk. And so she watches it. And there's this young kid in it. And he's in Cocaine Bear. So it's crazy to see him in this kid's show where he's all polite and this and that. And then in Cocaine then he's Bear, smiling. he's saying, <laughs> fuck. He's <laughs> all this stuff yeah. going on. It was great to watch. So that added like a little layer that like most other audience watchers wouldn't get from it. But you got that, you've obviously got the cocaine people who are heading and doing their things, and the late Ray Liotta is uh, is the ringleader. Yes. So it's great to watch him do his thing. And Ice Cube's son is in it, and like in straight out of Compton, he was still like young and and pretty thin, right? And so he looked like a young Ice Cube, and it's crazy because like now he's kind of filled out just like his dad did. Like he looks like Friday Ice Cube. And goddammit, if he's not a spitting image of his fucking dad. Like.
2: -hmm. I know. So
0: he does a great job in this as well, and then you've just got random people who are in the park for random reasons, right? And they're just innocent fodder, right? So, um, but it it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It's batshit. Like (laughs) there were a couple people who were trying to talk about like realistic stuff, like how the bear. There was this guy next to me, um, and of course he was a nerd, and he was there with his nerd girlfriend, and they were trying to act (sighs) like it was real. Right, and so he's like, a bear couldn't climb a tree that fast, and I'm like, and and his girlfriend I think was fucking with him because she was like, well, he's on Co- uh, it's on coke, it's a girl actually, she's on coke, and um, and but and he goes, yeah, but you can tell it's a CG bear, and I'm like, my dude, if you're coming to a movie called Cocaine Bear, where you're watching, for the record, the bear eats or snorts a a a massive amount of cocaine Malt. throughout the movie. <laughs> And so, if you're here for this movie where this bear's going bad shit in a park in '85 and killing people and all this other stuff, and you're gonna sit here and nitpick about the fact where you can tell where the bear was CG for a moment, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I guess just in case people wanna know, like, was it really bad? Just in case this is gonna be your showstopper as to whether or not you see this movie. Um, it, it looked like. Have you ever seen Deep Blue Sea where they got those three super smart tiger sharks? um yeah okay in that some people were like oh you could tell it's cg yeah you can um and so it but they use a a real bear uh, not a real bear but like a bear in a costume for a large portion of the movie when the bear's like up close and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. again it's not always that um but some of the shit that happens in this movie trees is just fucking amazing um And there are three teenagers in this movie that are not like the young kids that are in the park that are like 12. I'm talking about like teenagers, like 20-year-olds acting like goofballs like you're describing. Like you described at the beginning of the show, like you and your friends and like we were. And those guys will be very amusing to you, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah. <laughs> so it was fun. Do you need to see it in the theaters? No. And I don't think it'll be in the no. theaters long. They put us in a right. back-ass theater. And it was hilarious because AMC had said when you bought the tickets, you get a free pack of gummy bears when you go see the movie. It was like a promotional thing. Yeah. And so we checked in and like he scanned me and he goes, okay, it's Theater 25. It was Theater 25 at the 30 Theater thing. So there you go. That tells you everything. And I was like, Okay, where are the bears? And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, the movie is supposed to come with free gummy bears. He goes, yeah, okay. And I was like, no. And he goes, if you want gummy bears, son. It was this older guy. He goes, if you want gummy bears, son, it's in the concession stand. You got to pay for gummy bears. And I was like, oh, sorry, sorry. There was a promotion. It was supposed to give us gummy bears. And he goes, no, there was no promotion. Just go. Um, But my wife and I have noticed that um, it's so rare we get the promotional stuff that AMC does. I just don't think the theaters give a fuck. And that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so rare that we get the promotional things that like at Avatar, when we got the promotional lanyard and poster and stuff, it was weird to us. Because like I was supposed to get a free comic at the Batman. I was supposed to get a free comic at Venom. We were supposed to get like free posters at like a handful of movies. We never get that stuff. They never, never offer do. it to us. If you ask for it, they have no fucking clue what you're talking about. And you know, they just forget to throw it out and then the manager comes in on Monday and he's all pissed and he just throws it all away. You know, like, <laughs> but <laughs> But anyway, Cocaine Bear was fun. Saw a lot of trailers for some upcoming movies. Did you know there's a six Scream movie coming out in like two weeks?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I've, I've never really um, watched the Scream movies except for the first one. I'm not a... Not one of those people that like grew up with Scream. Mm. I don't care about it. So
0: I totally did. So like I was in yeah. high school when Scream one and two mm-hmm. and three came yeah. out. The trilogies. I think I saw Scream one in freshman year, Scream two sophomore year, and Scream three um, senior year. So and and I had the same girlfriend the whole time. So it was great. We had gone and seen those together and stuff. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I do want to see Scream six, but. It's got stiff competition. Let's see. There was something else that was coming out um, that same time. Let me see. I'll see it in the coming soon, real quick. Um, but we got to see trailers for that. Um, here we go. What else is March tenth? Are you looking forward to Creed? Are you gonna go see Creed trees? Um, not in the movies.
1: That's I mean, true. I don't go to the movies. So much. Right now, my my trip to the movies is for kid stuff with my son. Not that makes for sense. Me. Yeah. Um, and you. But I did. Yeah. I
0: did really like uh, Creed 1 and 2. I thought Creed 2 was amazing. So I haven't seen either of them, but I have that Rocky box set I recently got, and I've only seen Rocky 1 and 4. And so I told my wife, I was like, we're wrapping up different series right now. We're wrapping up um, uh, Rambo, because I'd never seen those either. I don't know why I was on a Stallone kick recently. but So when I finish up Rambo... We'll switch over to Rocky and know get to see those. But the movie I'm thinking of is 65, that Adam Driver movie where it's uh Yeah, that that's good. That yeah, looks that, cool. That comes out up against Scream. So my wife was like, oh, we're going to 65 with the kid. And my daughter's like, yeah, we're going to that. And my daughter, I mm-hmm. won't take her to horror movies yeah, yet. That, so
1: Yeah, that looks pretty cool. 65 looks cool.
0: Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> but there were two movies that are that were very interesting to me that I'd never seen advertised before the first one was a movie where a bunch of like like early 20s activists like extreme leftists decide to take down the oil company by bombing a pipeline in texas and, like, it, it looked like it was kind of a thriller where, like, it's this group of kids <clears throat> who just decide to, like, learn how to make, like, blasting caps and bombs and stuff like that. And then they sneak oh. out to Texas and they're going to blow up a pipeline. And then, like, the moral stuff of, like, you're going to destroy, like, a bunch of stuff and, and potentially get a bunch of oil. And then you could kill a bunch of people. And then, like, you know, the hardcore ones are like, no, nah, I don't fucking care. Right. And kind of just the socio, the social Stuff that goes with that, so that looked kind of interesting, and it's definitely of a a, for an of this time thing, right? Because they're like, it's a federal crime, like fuck the government and fuck oil companies and fuck people who go give me jobs and stuff, and so they're they're like those hardcore leftists. Um, the other one is they're making another Evil Dead. Yeah, that looks horrifying. Not into it. Does holy shit! I hadn't seen that trailer. Um, and it was a Red Band trailer for us. Yeah, the Red Band trailer was fucking horrifying. Yeah. Man. They Nothing make I the want. human body do some things in that trailer that the human body is not supposed to do. Lots of nice cracking bones. People. Yeah. Another one that's yeah. particularly, and I'm sorry if you really don't want me to dwell on this, but the two other things that were particularly mm. tense to me was the person getting dragged away and their fingernails come off as they're trying so hard to mm-hmm. dig into the ground. And then the other one was, uh, uh, there's a scene where a tattoo needle comes dangerously close to a guy's eye. Bro, <laughs> oh, I
1: thought you were going to say where they take the cheese grater to the leg. Oh,
0: I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's no good either. Yeah. Fucking yeah, so lord, I was, man. I turned to my wife and I was like, do you remember, because like for people who haven't seen Evil Dead, like Evil Dead, the first one, was Sam Raimi just getting a bunch of friends in the woods and he was like, can I make a movie? Right, and it was It was kind of creepy. Like, if you've seen that original one, especially when the girlfriend's in the hallway giggling and stuff, there's some creepy moments. And Julie is, I don't think any woman would be, but Julie's still not okay with what that tree does to that girl. Um, Mm -hmm. To Ash's sister, we should point out. Um, But the first movie is trying to be a horror movie. It's just so steeped in stuff. And it never really got a theatrical release. It was too violent. And so Evil Dead 2 was... Sam Raimi trying to remake the first movie but get right, it in r more rating. goofy. He made it goofier and then to get the R rating they told him his blood couldn't be red, right? So his, the blood's every color oh, but black that like movie. it's yeah. like oil. <laughs> <laughs> and so but Evil Dead 2 had a cult status, like you know this. Like it was it was popular yes. at like video rental stores, but it wasn't popular in the theaters. And then when he went full comedy with um Army of Darkness, Third one. that's yeah. the one that really got theatrical praise. And so then when they remade Evil Dead so many years later, like that one that was in 2005 or whatever, it was fucking hardcore, right? Like it was back to the roots of like, let's take the concept of the first movie and make it like a violent, brutal horror movie, right? And there's even hints of that in Drag Me to Hell, but Drag Me to Hell was kind of funny as well. Um, And so this is a sequel to that. And so, yeah, I know it's going to be brutal. And I turned to my wife and I was like, oh, we're going to see that. And she looks at me and she goes, you're going to see that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw that trailer. I was yeah. like, No, my fucking wife was thank like, you. Nope, she's not scared of it. She's just like, It looks like kind of like hostile and stuff like that. Like, she's like, I don't want to watch people just get run through a, yeah, through a you know, meat grinder all all day. Like, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so we had fun with that. Cocaine Bear was fun. You do not need to see it in the theaters, it'll come out soon, but I do think, as just like a fun fascination. I think once it hits streaming it hits streaming services, it'll be fun. And this has that ring of, like, it's not going to do well at the box office, and so it'll be more useful to put it on, like, a Netflix or a Hulu or an HBO Plus rather than trying to sell it on, like, Vudu or Amazon or something, you know what I mean? Like, I'm hoping more people get to see this just ridiculously absurd movie. Um, <clears throat> so we did that, and then... Oh, last night we went out to, yeah, and then my wife and I were on a roll. We were just going to sit in and, like, I think Autumn wanted Arby's, and we were just going to go get Arby's for my wife, too, and I was just going to get, like, a sandwich up the street. And somehow the conversation devolved into, let's go out to eat, right? Like, and fighting my fucking kid to go out to eat, you, you... Is this common? (laughs) No, I'm serious. Is this common? Is it common to fight your kids to go out to eat once they're a certain age? Like, Well, um, yeah, my, I mean, my daughter more, more than my son, mm
1: -hmm. you know, my, my
0: daughter doesn't want to go anywhere. I'm talking Um, like nearly 12. Yeah. Like she, she wants to stay at home and play with mm -hmm. her friends. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. My, my mm -hmm. son's like to him, anytime, uh, he could be playing a game, you know, Mm it said, but, um, No, he's a little easy to go out, but then sometimes when you get him there, Mm -hmm. he doesn't sit still and he's under the table and he's like oh sure, bored and this and that. But
0: um, yeah, I guess for daughters, probably. She just wanted to play Xbox with her friends. I dig it. But I was like, kid, it's 630. You'll be home by 8. Let's go get something. Yeah, let's go get something. So we ran up the street to the little bar and grill called Austin's that's near us. Uh, It's a great place. And... um, I got an oldie but a goodie. I got the uh, fried chicken sandwich with a bunch of spicy sauce and ranch and shit on it. Um... And then um, my daughter had chicken fingers for the first time. She loves – sorry, she had chicken for fingers the, at, a at a restaurant. Oh, okay. For the first time? At a restaurant. She was like, wow. She loves McDonald's <laughs> nuggets. She loves Arby's nuggets and stuff like that. But I was like, I want you to have real chicken tenders. And she was shocked because she ordered the chicken tenders and she was, there's only two. And I was like, yeah, because those fucking things are like four ounces a piece. Like it was big. Um, and she dug it a lot. She really dug it. So I was like, cool. And then my wife got an oldie but a goodie as well, Trees. Julie got chicken fried steak with country gravy on it and mashed potatoes and green beans. Mm -hmm. That's a classic one. Yeah. And then we did get some beers. They were... It was four bucks for 20-ounce Millers. Like, you got to get a couple. You got to get a couple. Um, But we had a good time. Um, And then, just to wrap this up, Trees, we went home and my brother-in-law informed me that Paramount Plus has Nick Arcade on it. Oh. And my brother-in-law has Paramount Plus. That's one of the and so he shares his login with us. It's one of those things where like I forget what we give him. I think we give him Hulu and he gives us Paramount Plus, but we might give him Peacock and he gives us Paramount Plus. I can't remember what I'm I know what I'm subscribed to. I just can't remember who pays for what. So we got in there, and what a miserable experience that was. The the streams <laughs> of Nick Arcade were fine. And Nick Arcade, in and of itself, was kind of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But the advertisements they kept trying to push on us kept breaking. And so it took us oh. 42 minutes to watch a 22-minute episode of fucking Nick Arcade because the ads would break. So you'd have to end it and then start it over. And it would resume at the same spot, but then it would say, oh, I got to sell, sell some more ads and you have to watch an, a minute long block of ads and it usually mm-hmm. breaks sometimes in the last like 20 seconds. So I started googling it and apparently this is extremely common with Paramount Plus. Oh. Huh. Yeah. It it seemed brutal and of course Paramount Plus You go on their FAQ and they're like, well, if you have problems with that, it's probably because your internet service provider is not pushing enough bandwidth. You need to call your service provider and ask for more bandwidth because you don't have enough bandwidth to handle the quality of our streaming content. Motherfuckers. Yeah. So, but watching Nick Arcade was a great blast to the past trees of, um, first of all, seeing what haircuts looked like back in the early 90s. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that Phil Moore guy, the the black host, he is fucking charismatic as shit. He even comes up with his own songs and shit. Um, and then Julie was like, I thought they played real video games because they're playing like that shitty version of Pong that's like in brains, right? Mm-hmm. And like they, the final area is like them running around in there. And she's like, oh, I, I thought they actually played games. And in the first two episodes, they they almost don't play video games at all. Right, I forgot that Nick Arcade. They really don't play video games at all. Um, they their choices were uh, let's see, Joe and Mac, Chuck Rock, two um, Battle Toads, and then a Neo Geo game. Right, there was always that signature Neo Geo game. It was like a shooter and something else. Mm-hmm. And the girl picked. And do you remember those challenges used to be ridiculous or really easy? I. Right. I didn't watch a lot of Nick oh, Arcade. Okay, I think sorry, that was yeah. past my.
1: That was like past You're my too old time for watching Nick, Nick. <laughs> Yeah, I I was like I know of it. I know it, it, people loved like my era of Nickelodeon was you can't do that on television. There you go. Which was the better era, to be honest. You but, know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but that that later era, there, like like Double Dare and like you yeah. can't do that on television. That was like yeah, my Double my t- my early tween. You
0: know, well, and even 12-ish. like the next, and my next generation. So I, I was just old enough for Double Dare, but like my wife wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, hers was Secrets of the Hidden Temple, which was kind of the replacement, um, less slime. But, um, but anyway, in Nick Arcade, they would just play games and there would be a challenge, a score challenge. And so in Battletoads, they drop her in, the, it was, and there were, what I thought was great about Nick Arcade was it was always a boy and a girl. So it was always great to see girl gamers Right, like a show that they existed. Um, mm-hmm. And the girl had to do Battletoads. It's that second level where you're like, I don't know if you ever played Battletoads in the NES. I'm going to assume you have. But where you're just going down a tunnel. Your guys are going down a tunnel and there's shit on the left and right and you gotta just fight them. But Battletoads doesn't give you a lot of score. There are places where you can get large amounts of points. But she was given like 10 seconds to get like 10,000 points and it just wasn't happening. I think she scored 500. Um Meanwhile, then the kid who played the next time played Joe and Mac and he had to get 400 points and he just walks in a straight line and hits four cavemen and gets the 400 points and wins it. And I was like, they never fucking play the games. Uh, And so Julie and I realized that like, yeah, they just don't play the game. So Nick Arcade was a bust, (laughs) but trees, we noticed on HBO Max, the entire series of Mortal Kombat Conquest, the TV show is on there. So you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, never watched it either. So yeah, I never have either. So I wanted to check it out. I also found out that that Highlander TV show you were talking about yeah, yeah. the is whole fucking there? run is on Voodoo for free with ads. There you go. So yeah, I, I might check that out as well. I, I never have enough time, but I might check it out.
1: Um, I, I actually um, been watched now that you mentioned it. I, I now that I got HBO Max. Yeah. <laughs> But I think last week we talked that I watched the Suicide, the suicide Squad, yeah, uh, and I loved it. So this week I binge watched uh, Peacemaker, so I did watch oh, nice. Peacemaker this week,
0: and uh, that was fantastic. Okay, so well then we're gonna have to switch over and watch it because we really like the boys, and something tells me it's gonna be similar humor, um, style, yes. style. So, um, yeah. but yeah, so that was about it. Other than gaming, other than gaming, that's that's it for my week. But, uh, oh, actually, I'll mention this real quick. Tonight, we watched Batman Forever. I've never seen Batman Forever. I had the soundtrack. That soundtrack was fucking so, amazing. So, Donald Schwarzenegger? No. So, this one is... This um, one's Batman Forever. This is the Riddler and Two-Face. So, you've got... And they introduce Robin. Ooh. So, Chris O'Donnell makes his premiere. And you've got... Uh, um Jim Carrey as the Riddler and right. um, I thought Arnold oh, Schwarzenegger's
1: in that one too. No, they're all so in that's the same Batman one. and
0: Robin. That one is Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, as Mr. Freeze. Right. And Poison Ivy is played by Uma Thurman. And I think there's a third character, but I don't know. I'm just looking at the hues on the background. So hmm. and it was very interesting seeing Nicole Kidman as Dr. Chase Meridian, who is basically Harley Quinn. But I get the feeling that Tim Burton was like, yeah, let's put this Harley Quinn from the animated series in there. And like, she's not a bad person, but like she's a, she's obsessed. She calls him bats. She's obsessed with, you know, psychoanalyzing people and she's a, a therapist. But anyway, it's a version of Harley Quinn or at least Harleen Quinzel before she becomes the villain. And, um, and uh, it was just like, well, Tim, we can't. She's a love interest of the Joker and you killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Can't put him in there. But anyway, uh, that movie is campy as fuck. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of weird, like, I don't know if it's queer coding or latent homosexuality, but like... Jim Carrey is interesting, and the way him and Two-Face kind of hang off of each other is very interesting. And same thing with Chris O'Donnell and Batman. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but that movie is just campy and goofy and stupid, and yet I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm I'm not into that level of camp. It just looked like everybody who did that movie had a good time making it. Except for the studio. I don't know if they made uh, money off of those. No, so I don't think they did. I, d- I don't think they had a great time. And there is a blatant, blatant butt terrible. shot. There is a blatant butt shot where um, Val Kilmer has to put on a, a new bat suit after Jim Carrey's Riddler sacks the bat cave. And yeah, you just get to see his butt. It just zooms in on his butt and holds it for like five seconds. And Julie was like, that was weird. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, um, huh. yeah. And and uh, my favorite was uh, the the uh, two faces girls. One is Drew Carey or Drew Carey, Drew Barrymore. That would be a very different two face girl. Um, Drew Barrymore looking stunning as ever back in the eighties. That was uh, or back in the mid nineties. That was like around Scream. Um, and then the other one, I always forget this actress. She's she's pretty prominent, but she was in uh, Empire Records. She's uh, she's the uh, agent of uh, Rex Manning, but. Uh, <laughs> So, anyway, <laughs> all right, I'll finally call it. Uh, so that was that was my week, but uh, it's, been, it's been a fun week of entertaining, campy movies. Um, rest assured, when I say Cocaine Bear is big, dumb, fun, it's not campy like that, though. Not like Batman. Right. Forever. That's a whole world of camp. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so ah. trees, what you've been playing? Yeah. Oh God.
1: Um, <laughs> you know I played. You know, I played a lot of game, like game time this week, but not a lot of different games, okay. I should say. So um, <clears throat> let's see. Fortnite Minute, Fred. Sure. Yes. Fortnite Minute. So this whole week was the most wanted event. I think it's still on for another week. Um, we men- I mentioned it to you, you did. on the last show. Yep. Um, it had its own sort of like little timeline, uh, mm-hmm. and it had all specific mi- missions. And every mission would get you some points, and the points would move you up sort of this, uh, you know, across this little uh, battle pass, and you'd get all the stuff in there. And I said, "Don't we get get that done. Uh, Me and my son completed that thing like two days ago. Nice work. So we got all that stuff. We got the new character. Um, Now they have back bling because when you complete it, uh, you you get this golden skull. (laughs) Um, But I did not realize that – then there's missions attached to that backbling. So the backbling is just a gold skull, but then you get little points that stick out from it for every 10 kills. Mm. So to get the fully completed black backbling, you need over 100 kills. Um, so I'm we're almost done with that. But that's like a rite okay, of passage, I'm, right? To be able to show that off. I guess I'm on like I, I need like <laughs> I 10 kills.
0: You like whatever.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I get <laughs> I get like 10 kills a game anyway. So it's like. <laughs> Yeah, so that's almost done. Um, we even signed up for the little – they always have, like, um, little challenges on the, like – they always put little QR codes on the on the main page, and it takes you to, like, one of the little websites that you sign in, and it has, like, challenges you sign up for on the website. Mm-hmm. And so I, we signed up for those, and I forgot about it, but my son got, like, a weapon skin today, and he's like, what is this? Where would I get this? I go, oh. I go, that's the thing we signed up for. You did one of the challenges. You do." like open 10 of the vaults vaults. Right. Uh, and he, he always wants to open the vault because he just <laughs> likes to. So he got like that. And I'm like, Oh, I was like, I didn't get that. Now, now we're going back and let him, he's letting me open the vaults so I can get the gun skin.
2: Nice. Um,
1: so that's that. And I think the new, whatever the question mark packs, are, uh, open this week, in like two days or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, we got everything. My son was actually like, "We can go in and be where we want today because uh, he goes. We got everything. Like, there's nothing for us to do. <laughs> We're good to go. Like, there's man. no, there's no objective that we need to do." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, he's he's almost done with the whole thing. Like, he's he's on the gold people, like nice. the gold, yeah, second battle pass. So he's incredible. almost done. There. Uh, he was using one of them today. So good for him. Anyways, he is like 190 something." He's, like, level 190-something. So you
0: need 200 to get, I like, guess if you play one game, well, though, but still that's mm-hmm. impressive. That's still impressive for your son's age. He he also plays
1: um, created maps, which earn you XP also. Do uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? And he's home. He's playing, like, in the mornings before school and shit. Mm-hmm. So... He goes, like, he plays this one map he got me playing the other day. It was called, like, Red versus Blue, kind of like, you know, the Halo name. Yeah, yeah. And basically is, I think it's 12 against 12 or something like that. One team's red, one team's blue. And at your little home, it it almost looks like a paintball course. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it looks like an obstacle course. Um, And where you start out, there's walls of vending machines, with all like golden legendary weapons, exotic weapons. Um, And you need gold to buy them. Um, And you get gold by killing people. So once you kill some people, then you get the weapons. And you never lose the weapons. It's infinite spawning. And there's no end to it. There's no win. Yeah, you just... So you You can can just stay in there. loop, basically. (laughs) And you can just stay in there for as long as you want. And you earn... Like, I think I went up three levels in there. We were just playing, playing around. So, I mean, if you're doing shit like that... You know, you can cruise up the levels. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. um, so I did that. Um, I downloaded, did not play. Um, Atomic,
0: what was it called? Atomic, Atomic Heart. hearts. I'll be talking about it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I downloaded that just because I seen
0: some controversy. I said, "Ooh, I'm downloading this before they take it out." Well, there's controversy. Out the they won't. It's it'll be fine. They'll no, pass. Um, I, oh, I, are you talking about the controversy where somebody noticed like Nazi? Poem or whatever that was in there, Um, that I think
1: that was part of it, or there's like some propaganda in there. But it's a it's a Russian Russian developers. It is, yeah. Even though they're not stationed right now in Russia, so (laughs) uh, because um, Game Press wants you know much like sports press, they want to ask people questions, everything but about game (laughs) games like what they're supposed to do. So so they were asking them if they denounce. Like the war in Ukraine oh, or something. Okay. That's. And it's like, well, they're fucking. Okay. One, what are you supposed to. How are they supposed to answer that? The Russian, I don't know. And then, do you know what I'm saying? Like, what position are they in to answer it? Like, what are their consequences right. for answering any questions? It's like, especially in people like, oh, in Mudfish, I think it's Mudfish. Mudfish. One, yeah. one, mudfish is like get got money from a russian conglomerate you know okay. something like yeah,
0: that so they're like, again, oh. okay so there's i see what you they're mean like, oh, there's contours, yes they're like oh they're taking money stuff that they're
1: taking money from the like a Ru- it's like yeah because that's how that country fucking works and right like what do you want from them
0: like, so like, yeah. I'm not. What gonna you pre- ask him about the game? Like, so I, I guess yeah. I think what makes you know us different than others is like I have traveled around, been to other countries. Mm-hmm. I know how things are different in different countries, and what I know about Russia is nothing. So what I know about Russian business politics is nothing. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't presume. Right to care or, more importantly, right. take a stance on anything they're doing. Now, that doesn't mean everybody's like, got to listen to what I say or do what I do, but take a stance if you want to. But I don't feel comfortable enough even assessing right. whether or not. they neither. They're doing that's what I'm saying. That's not on the up and up. Because
1: so. I'm just like, <clears throat> I don't know their consequences. What if they're like, yeah, fuck this war. Like, we are wrong. Russia is wrong for doing this. And then the next day, that company doesn't exist. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know
0: the <clears throat> deal. But, but I, think I you- read all that and I said, I'm downloading this game before they <laughs> before it disappears. Well, I think because it's on Game Pass was the only reason why I think it'll it'll be fine. But I do know that there was something in there that they noticed. It was funny. I Not to dwell on it, Trees, but I was uh, at lunch or while eating lunch today, I jumped on and just not on Twitter, but on RSS feeds. And mm-hmm. um, it was hilarious. It probably wasn't intentional, but it's just one of those funny things where things stack up. And on my RSS feed from a certain publication, it doesn't matter which one it is, um, mm-hmm. it, it might rhyme with Smollygon, but um, it was like the first four news stories was developer apologizes for dot, 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 developer apologizes for dot, 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 developer apologizes, and it was different developers for different games. And I was just like, okay here we are so um but uh but yeah i what what i read off of the story was that there was yeah there was a a propaganda poster or something and a piece that was it's some i think nazi sympathetic at the time but like they had captured it because it was a a piece that was out at that time they just didn't know they claimed they didn't know the context right and you I, know yeah and i you know, today Google like a, smart. Uh, Everyone's got a fucking mm-hmm. PhD in history now, but it's just because mm-hmm. they Googled it. Um, and it was in Russian as well. I think, like, meaning the the name of the the name of the um, the the piece or whatever that was mm-hmm. sitting around in someone's desk or something. Because there's a lot of clutter in that game. Um, was you know it was in Russian, so you had to know Russian. Then you had to know what it was. Right. Then you know, and so they're just gonna. They said, you know, we're sorry about that. That wasn't intentional. We'll we're gonna it patch it out. Um, yeah, I think it had. It was like a cartoon from the sixties, like a propaganda one. So I think, and I also think it had
1: like like maybe a racist character. Okay, sure. In there, you know what I mean, and, and stuff like that. So that's like, you know, I again, I don't know the 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 culture of of. Oh, how no. they view that stuff. What I know? saw from the
0: developer was they were totally like, oh, we didn't yeah, we'll patch know out. that's what that was. Like, yeah, And they'll so. just patch out. So, uh, And I guess to my point, my point is that hopefully they can just patch it out and this won't be in any risk. But I'll reserve uh, some of my thoughts on this game mm-hmm. until we get to it. But yeah. so I think it looks fucking dope. I watched a trailer
1: for it. And I haven't paid much attention to it, mm-hmm. but I watched the trailer for it. And it just, it. I think obviously gave me Bioshock Infinite vibes with oh, like a Russian not.
0: Yeah. slant. You know what I mean? These and, uh, people clearly played Bioshock Infinite. And while yeah. I'm not saying they set out to make another one of those, because in many ways I don't think it fits the <gasps> Bioshock mold, but aesthetically right. and in some of its mechanics it does. Right. But these people were definitely influenced by that game. They played that game and they were like, uh, that's cool, right? And nobody—it's yeah. hilarious to listen to. Yeah, Games Press talk about this because I, I people just people are people say the BioShock franchise because I know they're like, are we are we hating BioShock Infinite at this point or are we back to liking it? I forget. Do we know? Can somebody check the super ultra uh, leftist book and see what the Games Press is supposed to feel about BioShock Infinite at this point because it's changed seventeen times. So we need to know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> sorry. I have yeah, I mean, no problem I mean, with extreme leftists. I just feel like games press just every fucking morning. They sneeze and change their mind about how they feel about something that's ten years old, and then they try to rewrite history as if we all hated it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, I, it's funny because, but it's just like uh, when I first read it, I'm just like, why are you asking about that? Did you ask him about the fucking game and what
0: what it was like to make it. Like it's all, well, you know, the game came out and some people played it and they like it and most people are like we don't need your fucking review because it's on game pass so if we really care that much so we'll we need we need boot up our clicks. pc or our xbox and just play it ourselves I seen, and so games press needs to talk about something i seen a, a tennis player
1: um oh. who's russian but she's like been living like in the states for 12 years or some bullshit you know what okay. i mean she was like and like i forget she had a big match or they had a big match so long ago and it was like the first question they asked her was like about the war and she's like, she took him to task for it. You know what I mean? She she's like, why are you asking me this? Mm. Like, are you a sports journalist? Like, what? Why are you asking me? Like, yeah. what? 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 In, and she's like, what she's asking she hasn't them. Lived there, <laughs> yeah. But she's throwing it back at him. She's like, what? What do you want me to say? And I think she like, should. What are you because looking? It's for?
0: irrelevant. Yeah. To us,
1: how you feel about like why you? I don't understand. Like, it's irrelevant to what we're here for tennis. She goes, what's this have to do with tennis? And it's so funny because you could tell the reporter was so programmed because then she asked the question again. It's like, did you not just... She's like, well, no. look at it her, she's Like she's, a, and she's looking at her like, and she goes, she kind of like throws her hands up. Like, did you not just like... <laughs> all right.
0: Well, So I'm going <laughs> to... So, because we, we... I definitely have very one-sided views against um, a lot oh. of what happens in games press these days. And I know you largely... I believe ignore it. Uh, no, well ignore that, but see eye to eye with me. Like you don't engage do. with it like I do, but yes. you agree with it. And so I don't want to echo chamber it too much. What I will no. say is, um, Julie has kind of like been on the sidelines of this stuff. And she just thinks it's so funny that like, I try to understand these people. I was, she's like, I don't understand I know. why you try to understand these people. You have nothing in common with these people. So you're not, it doesn't matter what they think. Let them think whatever they mm-hmm. want to think and don't try to psychoanalyze them and figure it out. It's a waste of your time and theirs. They don't want to tell you. They're not going to tell you. Um, but what she definitely said was like, yeah, like, they are looking for the minutiae. They're very detailed. Uh, she's like, and again, when I say they, I mean the observ- observation she's seen while I'm watching these stories or talking to her about these things I'm reading. She goes, what I take away from this is this is a very detail oriented person that doesn't seem to be that interested in engaging with the content they're trying to write about. So they're mm. stretching what it's about because they're trying to find something that holds interest Stop for the- them. Yeah. She goes, I don't even think they're, like, because I'm more negative. I'm like, they're hunting for controversy. And she goes, I don't even think it's that. I think they're just bored with the content. So they're trying to find something that interests them. And that's what it is, is digging up controversy because... The, that is the internet now, right? Like all those people who are like on Netflix, see, this is where Julie relates to it. She goes, I watched that Netflix documentary where all those people tried to like solve a murder and then it came, they come to find out that no one was actually murdered. They had just convinced themselves that someone was murdered and they solved it and accused an innocent man of murdering someone. And then it turns out that that other person didn't kill anyone. And the person they thought that was killed is alive. And so mm. the internet just gets its head up its own ass and just tries to like make something that's not interesting interesting. And she goes, "It just feels like that's what they're doing." So, by yeah. Way. But yeah, so huh. we, but I will be talking about not the controversy, just the game of Atomic mm-hmm. Heart in the near future. <laughs> Good.
1: Yeah, I want to. I want to play it this week when I finish up what I'm doing. Cool. Um, and mostly, I've been playing. Dead Space. Aha, yes. So I am chapter eight right now. How many chapters are there? There are 12. Okay. So I'm a good chunk in. Um, I think I just got done with all the planting that the SOS beacon. Aha. Is what I just got done this morning. I did. Um, I don't remember much of that game. It is all new That's to fair. me. Like there are some parts I'm like I think I remember like this, like I remember, but most of it, I'm just it might as well it might as well be a new game to me because I don't remember most of it. Besides from the aesthetic and, and like the tech of it, um, <clears throat> the, the story don't don't, which is great. Which is great because
0: I'm not. It's like I'm as invested as I ever was. You know what I mean? Well, and and you know, I recently played this game, like the original. Uh, yes. And, and for the record, I I'll be talking about this game along with you since you've been we yes. playing it. But I did complete it. So, okay. um, but I I played the original less than six months ago, and um, and I felt that there was a lot of new content in this, only to go back and look and discover that these things were in that game. Now, what they Mm. do that's very, that that they do very well, and I want to say that I was kind of like lukewarm, if not even a little negative on this game last episode, and that completely turned around, and Mm -hmm. I think my attitude towards it changed a little bit, but also I think that game has just kind of like, a kind of weird and slow beginning. And maybe it always did, but I just knew what to expect. And so in this new version, it was just, I don't know. The more you play that game, the more it grows on you, I guess is what I would say. Yes. And they have this way in the new one. Like it's kind of like the simple stuff of like how they connect the ship as one. And by the end of that game, before you leave the Ishimura, spoilers, I guess you leave the Ishimura and go down on the planet Aegis Seven. Um, that happens in the game before you leave, you can go collect whatever's missing. And you know, me, mm-hmm. little collector, I went and did I know. and you get to really appreciate if nothing else, how well put together they made that a single ship. Whereas yes. in the old game, it felt like they were levels and yeah, you're supposed to think it's the same ship, but it didn't really feel like the same mm-hmm. ship. And even, like, John Lindemann talked about this in his Dead Space remake thing, so this is not a unique idea for me. I didn't notice this until he said it. Where, like, when you go to medical in Chapter 2, and then you have to return to medical in Chapter 5, those don't seem like really the same area in the original game, whereas they do now just transformed. And what I mean to that effect is, like, you remember in, like, Resident Evil 2, where you'd like go to an area, but then you'd see a cutscene where like the chopper crashed into the police station. And then like every time you'd enter that area, it's just a whole new background with like a chopper crashed into it now and you can't get right. to certain areas. That's what the original Dead Space was. And in this one, it's not like that. It's a dynamic area where you eventually do clear that clutter and can get back to it and stuff like that. So they do an excellent job of that. They also just cleaned up a lot of the tougher Rougher edges of that game. Um, like, am I correct? You're probably past the part where you have to deal with the asteroids, right? Yes. Do you remember in the original game what that was like? No. I do remember having to go out there. Like, I do
1: remember, like, okay, but I didn't, I don't remember what I had to do back then, but I do remember you'd go okay. outside the ship and I remember the asteroids.
0: Yeah, so in but, the original uh, game, you'd have to take an elevator up to an enclosed area that kind of looked like the area that Luke Skywalker's in in the Millennium Falcon. And you would shoot asteroids. And it was bullshit. It was very frustrating and annoying. And if you were an achievement hunter like me, to get that 90% or whatever where you'd take like almost no damage was an infuriating like two hours of just repeating this horrible yeah. scenario. Now that you're saying it. Yeah. I remember that. They cleaned up and made that enjoyable again. <laughs> and no, it was it's cool. more cohesive to the story. Yeah. But yeah, they definitely did some cool stuff. Um, and actually, Trees, um, one of the more interesting, like, newer stuff is about to happen for you. You said you're chapter eight? Chapter, I just started chapter eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chapter eight into nine, and nine itself um, is going to feel very like even more mm-hmm. foreign than these other ones, and I think uh, the game's better for it. They did some good stuff. I, I I have a lot of appreciation for what EA Motive did to this game after the fact. Still mm-hmm. don't think I'm going to own it, but but it's it's very cool. I still like the original more, but what they did here, I think I am the vast minority. I have a hard time believing even you will get to the end of this game and go, yeah, I think the original's still better. I I, I don't think you think that now, and I don't think you're gonna feel that way mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, yeah, I mean
1: So I think where was I? I was somewhere where I died. Right? <laughs> okay, you always <clears throat> like <remember> we, those. <laughs> we we talked about the bullet sponge stuff. Mm-hmm. The last week and how you were starting to feel oh, it and that, right like these that does so, not get better. That gets worse. Well it got better for me oh, because okay. so I got to the the very f- sort of first part where um you gotta find the captain's rig and you go to the morgue. Uh-huh and then you get to see one of the little bats yeah. like turn a person into a necromorph and they do it on top of you, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um and they in this game does that old school shit where it's like shit locks down, <laughs> and the lights go out, yeah. and you can't get out until you kill everything. Uh-huh. Right? So it's such a classic thing. And um like I had three of those things coming at me, and I was unloading like every clip I had. Right? Uh-huh. Um, and I died. And I did it again, and I died, and I went, meh, all right. So I turned it down to easy, which is funny because kind of like how you talked about it last week, and most people I'm hearing talking about it negatively is only because of the bullet spongeness of it and the lack of ammo. Sure. You know? Sure, I Um, can see that. Guess what fixes it? Easy mode. Easy mode Put on and easy,
0: <laughs> and it's fucking enjoyable so it's, and it's awesome. It's funny you mention that because I was comparing the achievements for beating the last boss, which mm-hmm. you won't know until, uh, I, I guess, spoilers. There's a last boss in this game. Um, but when when you compare that achievement to there is an achie- there's not an achievement for beating the game on normal or on easy, but there is for normal. And for the record, no one should care because the, this game is not an achievement-giving game. This game, especially this remake, the achievements and anything that's more than 10 points is really built for your second, sometimes third playthrough. This game is designed from an achievement standpoint to be played multiple times over and over again. Um, but I noticed that, yeah, it was like 30 or 40-something percent beat the last boss, But then it was like a huge difference, like 22% beat it on normal or harder. That's a big Mm. difference. That means a lot of people either started it or eventually were like, fuck this and dropped the difficulty. And it sounds Mm. like that may have been the better way to go because there were some scenes near the end there. I wasn't dying a lot, but there were definitely some parts where it was like, oh, fuck you. Like... This game, um, yeah, this game has some fuck you moments I'll get to in a minute, but. Yeah, so I, I changed it to
1: easy, mm-hmm. right? And um, I've been having a fucking blast.
0: <laughs> I now, think it's funny because it probably just makes the necromorphs similar to the, how they were in the original game. Yeah,
1: yeah. you still got to shoot them and kill them. Yeah. Um, but they're not bullet sponges anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. You, know, you still can find yourself very short on ammo if you think you're Rambo and you're just fucking unloading yes. shit on people. Like, you still got to be conscious of what you're doing. Um, and But when you do get swamped or attacked, you're not dead instantly. You know what I mean? You can take some whacks. You know, when you're getting hit by a bullshit one you can't see or someone's shooting acid from you from some dark shadow and you're like, what is going on? What is hitting me? You can get through that. And you've only lost like two bars of your little health thing. You're not like in the red in fucking heavy breathing. So right. yeah, it just makes it more of an action game and not a survival game. If that makes sense. Like you're yeah. not like, yeah, I think you you're not
0: it on that statement.
1: Yeah. Because it's like, I don't want, I don't want to be creeper on every corner with no ammo and I'm going to die. Don't want it. I want to go search things. I want to look through crates. I want to fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. I want to hit elevator buttons and I want to open doors and I want to, I want to do that without the fear of like getting killed by one, one dude that drops through a vent. Like I don't want it. Um, And so like, like money wise you know i'm still getting all the same money and stuff mm-hmm. but what i do is like these weapons i don't use mm-hmm. right like the buzzsaw don't the use ripper. it i use it a yeah. few times and i'm like don't like it to me it's useless and i i don't Ugh. like it
0: on normal um, trees i go through two blades just cutting up one necromorph and i'm like what the fuck yeah it's like don't watching like it. what is it it's like watching pandas fuck or whatever anyway it's slow <laughs> it's slow and slow. methodical yeah. yeah i don't
1: i don't like it right so basically i never equip it in any ammo i get for it i i sell it right so mm-hmm. i never so that's money and then i have a energy weapon right it shoots like a um solid beam
0: ah yes i forgot what that's called but yeah right? i liked
1: that weapon did you like it or not like it nope don't like it never okay. use it and you get a lot of money for the ammo. You do, yes. So I sell all that. Um, I use my, I still use the original um, cutter. Yeah. That, that you start with. Oh hell yeah. Um, I use the flamethrower a lot. Yep. Because those things, Fred, that were making you like swear at the game. Those guys on the wall with the tentacles uh-huh. that shoot the other one. One bomb blast from the um, the,
0: the the flame throw a uh, kills them and i found that also the uh the other tactic that worked for me was stasis and then one of those uh grenades from the uh the pulse rifle but yes i could see that you're talking about the flamethrower wall of fire thing yes so it's actually just effective. a fireball. Yeah. you know mm-hmm. what i mean
1: um so that was no big that was again the thing that aggravated you the first time not an issue for me. It was actually pretty fun. The fucking <laughs> yes, they peek those, around the corner. I will, and I will give pop you ball, at those,
0: those guys. Eventually, get more fun once you know what to do with them. I think it was just new to me at that time. Mm-hmm. But um, let's
1: see. There's the line cutter, which is mm-hmm. basically like the cutter tool. Is just a big <laughs> fucking just decapitates everything. Yeah. So like literally, if there's three of those dudes coming down the hallway, that thing takes them all out on that my level. That thing is fun. uneasy hilarious. And
0: it's still pretty damn strong. There are times where I'll accidentally kill someone in one shot in mm-hmm. normal, and I'm like, huh. Like the babies? yeah, the, line cutter. The babies with their little three tentacles, I think, Those, cuts all yeah. three tentacles off at
1: once and kills them instantly. And um, I
0: will say one thing, I just because it came up, um, one thing you'll want to keep that for especially is, um, I, I'm not a big fan of this, but in Zero-G there are far more enemies now Mm -hmm. and you're going to see that quite a bit more as you go into level eight and nine Mm -hmm. uh, chapter eight and nine. And it gets a little frustrating. Uh, I wouldn't even say frustrating. It gets a little annoying. It wasn't frustrating. Frustrating suggests that like I'm not doing Mm -hmm. well, Um, but the line cutter helps because a majority (laughs) of the enemies you're going to fight are going to be those three tentacle things. Okay. Well, I also have my suit.
1: I think I'm on the fourth suit now. you? Um, gotcha. mm-hmm. But I upgraded the throw uh-huh. force. So in Zero-G, I just grab
0: a rock. And pitch it at him? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't doing it. that enough in this game, and I um, learned that that's yeah, way stronger. Oh, the than poles? Me. You pull the pipes off the wall? Those One I shot. Know. No, those <laughs> I know. I'm talking about just grabbing random crates and stuff. But and yeah, you them. can grab
1: people in Hakume people. Yes, so. you can. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much damage they do, but you can do it. Um, and then my favorite is the um, is it the pulse rifle? What's like their version of the machine gun? Yeah, it's a pulse rifle. Yeah. Um, so I have that upgraded. I think I have all the damage upgraded on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always buy ammo for that. And I fucking that thing shreds in zero because the line cut is in zero G. Sometimes you're flipping around aiming that thing. Um, You know, because you're trying to cut limbs off sometimes and stuff. Um, The Pulsar of you just unload in their face in zero G.
0: (laughs) Yes, that can uh, work. And I I will be honest with you. So first of all, you probably already know this, but whatever weapons you have equipped is what you'll get. Or sorry, in your inventory. Doesn't matter if they're equipped or not. Is what you'll get ammo for. But you almost never get ammo for any of those Uh, guns. So I ran through most of the game with only three guns. And it was almost the only thing I got ammo for, which was the plasma cutter, the pulse rifle and the flamethrower by about where you're at in the game to the end. That was pretty mm. much all I used. And that doesn't mean you have to, it just means that was my build. Um, and I, again, you just, all your ammo you get will be for those people <laughs> be or for those guns, because those are the guns you have. Um, <clears throat> But uh, one thing I will say is, like I don't like that you have to find upgrades for those guns because as somebody who mm-hmm. went and hunted all of the upgrades, oh, <laughs> that's a chore. And of course they've got yeah. the AI director. so what it knows it, there's an interesting thing where like if you're backtracking through an area as part of the campaign, it usually doesn't throw many necromorphs at you. But the so moment you go backtrack and you get near a room that has like an upgrade or something that you suddenly now have the clearance to unlock, mm-hmm. oh yeah, then right. it'll throw some shit at you. Um, um, like I said, but I'm playing on easy.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm not getting crazy amounts of like random spawn things.
0: You won't, no. And you wouldn't if um, you just play through the main game where i noticed it was when i was on it What for me it was chapter 10 was when i oh, okay. decided chapter 10 <sighs> at, near the end of it gets you to an area where you're really close to the tram car and so mm-hmm. and i have everything i have the master badge or whatever to unlock all the doors and i was like okay This is a good time to just go wandering around because I know I'm near the end of the game and this is a good time to go wandering around and collect anything I need to. But I did have to use guides because some of that shit is hidden just so fucking well. You're just like, what the fuck? There is one door where you have to like move a crate and shoot a fuse off the wall and you have to just know that that's a room you can even enter. It doesn't even look like it's a room you can enter. And I was like, fuck this. Like, so you do kind of need a guide for it. The other thing I will say is when you're about to leave the Ishimura, it flat out pops up a big thing that says, you're about to leave the Ishimura. And if you do this, you can't go complete any of your side quests. Are you sure you want to do this? So they make it very obvious. So no one has to worry about it while you're playing this. You can wait till you get to that point and then go pick everything up. So... (laughs)
1: Yeah, and I didn't even know I could do side quests until just recently. Like, I I never once went into my mission tab oh, to see yeah, that you could highlight right. other missions and it would tell you like where to. And I and when I did figure it out, mm-hmm. um, I went to go do one, and you found and a the locked doors. Door. Were locked. Yep. Yeah. So, so I'm like, oh well, I can't do it till I do the story anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't I don't matter. like that. That's how they chose to do that. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty. So shitty. it's like, so right now I'm just like, well, yeah. all right. Yeah, I'll just I'll wait. Like you said, I'll wait until it gives me the last call and then I'll go run back if I haven't done them. But at the same time, I'm kind of having fun.
0: So it's like I don't need everything that's hidden right now. Um, I don't know if you'll ever need everything that's hidden, um, to be honest. It's fun to find all that stuff. It's fun to upgrade your suit Mm -hmm. and all that shit.
1: It is fun. But I'll be honest, I've spent the money for the blueprints you know mm-hmm. you find them and then like that's you, the level you fucking... one one
0: every every gun has three levels of upgrades so you'll find two out in the world and then one you buy in the uh store, store. and i noticed that those upgrades are only slightly more than ten thousand and give you a node so there were some people who were like no i'm pumping my money into nodes and it's like dog just buy those upgrades because they're only like a thousand dollars, or a thousand to two thousand credits, more than a node anyway, and then you get a permanent upgrade. And but in New Game when, Plus, you carry those upgrades over. When I
1: looked at the upgrades, right? Uh-huh. So it puts a little special node on the on the the path. You know what I mean for your weapon.
2: Mm-hmm. Eh.
0: I looked oh, at what no, they yeah. did and was just like, who cares? Well, like I don't use that anyway. So here's the reason why, and you're gonna roll your eyes as I say this it's for your next playthrough. It's that if you play New Game Plus, you've already unlocked that upgrade. I don't mean you've Mm -hmm. placed stuff in it. I mean, from the moment you start the game, that upgrade is there. If you never buy that upgrade and never apply it to the gun, like I don't mean actually putting nodes into it, because I have a lot of guns where there's no nodes in them. But because I bought the upgrade and turned it in at the bench, yeah, it's in there. Every it's on single tree. one of my items can be upgraded. Also, just in case you're wondering, you're close to the final suit. There's five suits. There mm-hmm. is a sixth suit you unlock when you beat the game, so do not be surprised as you get later in that game and you're like, there are some upgrades on the suit, like some path areas that are grayed out. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get them in your first playthrough. And I wish um, someone had told me that before I scoured the fucking Ishimura for it. Um, one... Um, I probably wouldn't notice
1: or care. So okay, that's very like,
0: like I wouldn't both, look at a super. both and go, accurate <laughs> both good reasons. Why is that great out?
1: To Google I go. No, I wouldn't care. You know, you know like, your boy
0: Fred, like
1: yeah. N- yeah. No stone unturned. Yes, yeah, so you you hamper your own fun
0: sometimes with video games. Um, but that is your fun, I guess. But when so, I go look at my bench. And everything's everything like I don't have nodes in them, but every gun has their full track. Mm, it does make no. me smile. If I was um,
1: a slubby engineer, mm-hmm. right, on a demon-infested hellraiser-like <laughs> ship, <No. laughs> um, I would only want to get the fuck off of there.
0: Yes, I would not look thought, at my workbench and go, "Hmm." That thought, you know did what? Not. That thought did not escape me where I'm yeah, like, do you, yeah. they've made this game so realistic. Like it's so much more realistic and so much more plot well, out of and it. character developed as opposed mm-hmm. to the 2008 game. That mm-hmm. yeah, you absolutely, like right. you're running around collecting all this stuff and you're like, Isaac would never fucking do no. this. It's like, um, Nicole,
1: um, yeah, we could leave. But back in hydroponics, yeah. you know, the belly of fucking hell where I'll never, ever recover or get a therapy, uh, there's a thing back there that lets me get a little bit more stasis. Yep. So I'm going to I'm gonna go back there and, and make sure I get that. It's like, fuck no. So I play the game where I'm like, I'm getting off this ship and I'll do it with what I got and I'm not going out of my way. Um,
0: uh, what I will say but, is, but yeah, like – You've actually, I think you've already done hydroponics, right? That was chapter seven. Yeah, yeah I went through all that shit. Yeah, when you blow the big thing up there, lock and stuff, it's, it's, it's fun. still the same concept, but I found it a lot more enjoyable this time yeah, around. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember the old one being a little different. Hydroponics I, is more I, of a slog the f- in the
1: original game. I swear to God, I remember, like, in my head, right? So this is totally, could be totally wrong. But when I was thinking back to the area, I don't know why I remember seeing, like, Foggy rows of like plants, like like if you're the Home Depot and you went in the nursery yeah. with like things spitting poison at me or something.
0: But I could be making that up from um, a
1: different game. Um,
0: no, I think that's true. I think that's that's the version of those those guys that were breathing the toxins and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, but, again, but this was, just, was um this was fun. And they, they redid how they did the spawns, and it works better. So I like how it looked. Yeah, I
1: like that whole area. But um the so there's one enemy that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh I know you like these enemies because of Nemesis and shit. No Resident Evil. The hunter, I don't I, like. I hate chasing and en- I hate enemies that chase you. Yes, I think it's hunter. a bullshit mechanic. Yeah. yeah. I think it's all in any game, I hate it. It makes it not fun. So when I ran into that guy, the first time I'm like, Oh, this bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. and then the, they give you clever ways to trap them and shit. But the last one, like when I did the SOS beacon mm-hmm. and they lock you, and the shutters always closed. Yep. <laughs> like, it's so predictable that I was already holding a fucking pole like in my hand <laughs> as they're talking to me. Because I know when it's over, the, this room's locking, you know, and sure enough, it did. And they drop a hunter in this little room and you got to keep them busy until she can unlock the door. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I have that pulse rifle, the, the energy mm-hmm. cannon or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Uh, that thing's sweet. And I shoot like a little vortex that sucks everybody in. Mm-hmm. So literally I just blast them and, they and then shoot one, one of those vortexes the and they all get stuck in it for a while and it's no big deal. And then you just haul ass. Like everything yep. comes out oh, of yeah. vents.
0: You just oh, haul no, ass. I like, think you're, you're expected. Like, it doesn't mean you can't fight it. But yeah, it, yeah, I think you're expected to haul ass through that area. At least yeah. it felt and it's just way. and again, because I have an uneasy, like even though they're whacking me,
1: yeah, I'm not like
0: getting oh, destroyed. And even in even in normal, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, just in case people need to be reminded of this, which they probably don't, but there is no enemy that is more beneficial to kill than to run away from in a scenario like that, where it's flooding the screen with enemies, Mm -hmm. like you don't, you usually waste more ammo. You end up outside of that with lower health and less ammo than you did going into it. So if you can avoid it, great. Most parts of dead space, like you just said, they lock the doors, shut the lights out. You can't get out. You have to fight. But in those moments where you can avoid it like that, you need to do it. Yeah. And, and, the thing about that game
1: is, to me, it's it's a scary game, mm-hmm. uh, atmosphere-wise. Yeah, like they do a really good job with some of the lighting and the things that are happening. And yes, it has the jump scares. Obviously, um, right. they're very good with like whispering and event breaking behind you or steam shooting out a wall. Like they're very good at that shit. And um you know you can hear just stuff in the distance now like if there's a door that's broken and that's slamming Mm -hmm. it sort of echoes for a while like you can hear it somewhere and you know that can get to you um (laughs) yeah but when when because i'm playing it on how i'm playing it and um you know the scariness wears off
0: a little you know what i mean Uh, not that that's a bad thing point you're at it's no longer scary it's now navigating um the challenge, I guess. I and
1: I laughed at, I laughed at, what I laugh at uh, yesterday, I was playing it. I was playing a big chunk yesterday. I was playing it all day because I had nothing to do. And um, I was going somewhere. might have been going to hydroponics or something. But like, <laughs> I don't know if it's an elevator or just, it. it's something with some, some turbines or something turning. Uh-huh. And it's fucking squealing like a woman. On purpose, right? It's supposed to be yes. loud and very, like, like grating and disturbing. But it just made me laugh because I'm like, you know, think someone would have fixed that. Like, at some point. Like, like somebody would have like, like, this is not. Yeah, it didn't seem like it was doing it because the ship went to, sh- you know, shit. It mm-hmm. seemed like that's just how it was made. Yes. Like, it was just loud. It was like one of the mining, like, turbines or something. I'm like, eh, let's throw some oil in there. This is a mining rig. Shoot some water on that. so It made me laugh out loud because I'm like, I'm like that is squealing. like, a- yeah, it's, I don't know. I get it. I get it. It's a, like a dirty mining ship, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, kind of like aliens. It's like, geez, man, you guys should make a friendly looking ship. Like you haven't heard of white paint. Like you, you don't make, you know what I mean? You don't make bright colors. There's no yeah, fucking yellow it- hallways or nothing. Like you got to make it rusty and wet. Like, what's yes. the deal? And it's like, it is. I think it's the only thing um, I don't like about it. Like, I remember when Aliens 2, the movie, came out, right? Aliens. Mm-hmm. And they showed the marine ship. And they wake up in, like, in I guess the sleeping quarters in the original Aliens. But, you know, like the cafeteria, everything's white and bright. And I like that. You know what I mean? Like, they made yeah. it look... Different, like a living room, like inviting, but like this ship, there's no inviting places, and I kind of wish like the floors or the areas were more distinct. Now I get it when the game was made, they re, they were reusing a lot of textures, right, mm-hmm. in hallways and shit. Like they had their aesthetic built so they you know make their levels, but I almost wish the the different areas were more distinguished. Because sometimes I'd find myself turning a corner and going, "Oh, wait! I know where I'm at. Okay, I'm in this room again. I came through this other door. But Everything looks exactly the same, and it can be a little like disorientating. Yes. That stuff doesn't have say a the more map distinct. Makes look. it
0: a little easier, but again, that's a scapegoat to the fact mm-hmm. that it's, yeah. Like I wish hydroponics maybe had like a
1: more besides some some glass windows with plants in them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, I wish it just had a totally different aesthetic. you know what I mean? like i don't I don't know what I, I want, but every place looks the same, no matter where you go.
0: You want some and I'm just like
1: and... huh. yeah, a little bit between floors and shit. like even when you go to the bridge, I don't know. to me it it you know, you wouldn't know you're on the bridge. It just looks like a metal room with the same chairs and shit that's in, that's down in mining, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, I wish it. was I, I wish stuff looked a little little different. But um, I've talked way too long. But I think Dead Space is amazing. It's fun to be playing a game like that again, mm-hmm. um, because I think it shows shows us why these games were so popular in
0: that era. Completely, because they worked. Yeah. They
1: were just a fun single player game, and I think I think you'll. Know, always live games in open world games sort of you know what i mean dead space is the hair metal band you know what i mean <laughs> yes and in open world and in always live games of nirvana they came and they fucking killed <laughs> killed all our beloved hair metal bands and one wipe, one's fail swoop <laughs> and uh i think i think this is showing why those games were so much fun like that that evil west game you played you know what i mean like it yeah. showed people again like oh yeah these single player just narrative games are Action fun. Action games, yeah. It's fun, man. You yeah. don't need uh I don't need to play 180 hours of you know what I mean? Like it's no, like although it's just Dead fun. Space is
0: a little longer. I think it took me 13 hours this time, but remember right. I probably took 2 hours. But it's to it's to not an backtrack. open
1: world. It's not an open world
0: game though. Right. Well, and I again, I took a lot of time to go backtrack, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Like,
0: and you, you're death. backtracking, but it's Again, it's a, its not you're
1: not in an open map discovering this ship for yourself. <laughs> it's like it's yes. very guided where oh, you yes. can go. So, yes. so, but I dig it because I'm having fun because I'm I'm focused on on my mission at hand and not getting distracted. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you know, those open world games. I there's a reason I've never finished
0: Skyrim. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have finished Skyrim, but like I put 130 hours <laughs> right. into it. I but don't you, know that I've got what it takes to do that now. But you you know what I'm saying though is yeah. like there's not stuff to distract me. It's, it's
1: like this game is like this is what we're doing. And I have someone in my fucking airpiece telling me where to go and what needs to be done. And I have Isaac going, Ugh, which by the way, I was going to ask fix you. It.
0: Did you get an Xbox? <laughs> you got an Xbox, right?
1: Yes, I see. I'm playing a series.
0: Okay. Actually, I was yeah. wondering if the PlayStation one comes through the controller. Oh, I have no idea. It wouldn't sway me to buy it there. Mm-hmm. If uh, like, cause what I'm going to do is wait till this is mm-hmm. like, you know, a year or two from now when it's like dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. And then of course I'm going to grab the remaster. Cause I do yes. that all the time. But like, um, but I, it just made me wonder. I'm always fascinated yeah. by that. Like it's not a yeah, deal breaker no, or breaker. It's just always a curiosity. I meant, I meant in-world fiction in yes. my ear. No, I know what you mean. Isaac's, Isaac's ear. <laughs> um, I'm also um, wondering if you don't remember this game as well as I do, um, I think some of where the plot goes might stand out as well. You might be like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I like, um, so right now I ran into Nicole,
1: right? His his girl. Mm-hmm. It's not his wife, Right. It's his wife, or is just as no? Girl. I dating. can't remember. They're dating. Yeah, so, they're not married. I don't believe. So I had I ran into her. Now don't you don't have to say nothing. You played the game. I don't remember the story, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's the the ship, like the marker, making him see her, or if she's real. And I like that right now. So oh. I don't know. So because you know the other girls talking about how she's seeing her brother her little brother yeah and the the ship's always whispering and and that's the whole thing right it's like this marker like puts thoughts in your head and you see shit you're not seeing yeah and um it fucks with you so i really dig like that i ran into her but i'm just like hmm hmm." you know and she seems a bit calm so is that real or is that in my head and i can't i cannot remember so i'll be i'll be um It'll be fun to see where that goes, because I don't remember.
0: Yes, and so. I'm not going to talk about that, but one thing I will say that I do think was useful was out of those side missions, um, there is, it's one of them, I'm trying to remember which one it was, but it, it specifically states there's three side missions in total. One is to okay. get the uh, the master rig so you can open up the master doors. Okay, Trees, yep. that's a lot of fetchy stuff. If you don't yes. really want to do it, you'll you will probably bypass it. And unless you want to completionist this, which I can almost ensure you do not the first time through, at least um, you don't need it. There is one though. I forget which of the other two it is that says like uncover like the, like Nicole's, stuff and it it kind of takes what used to be like text logs in the original game Mm -hmm. and it it has you kind of follow her trail as to what she was doing before you arrived on the ishimura before the outbreak and i think from a story perspective that one's worth going through and doing and it's not a lot of steps and you can just do it a little later
1: so there there was one i did a lot of right where it was like i took some samples and I had to go back to the medical and put it in like a DNA sampler
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I did that and then I think I I can't remember if I completed that or if I ran into a locked door you would but yes an I did Nicole- if you completed it but I know you I think, can't I, did. Yeah, you I, think I did yeah you probably did I think I did um but the one you're talking about I did do some of hers because it was like find somebody's secret room Mm-hmm. And I yep. found it. It had a audio logs with her talking to a dude. And I wasn't, I'll be honest, I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at stuff in the room, mm-hmm. but I was listening to it. But then something went by me real quick. And I'm like, oh, is she messing with that dude? <laughs> like, is it?
0: You know what I'm saying? And I go, yeah. I think I missed a variable thing there because it sounded like he said something. And remember, it you seem can like, always go back and listen to those. And I think you can label them as such. Like, I, I was like, does it? Did he? Is that? Make it sound
1: like that's his uh, that's his work wife and that's his work husband. Like, something going on there? Something going oh, on there. Okay. I think I missed that. You know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't tell if the, it sounded like he was saying, you know, you're my one on this ship or whatever while no one's around or something. I can't remember.
0: Um, Sounded fishy, though. Sounded You'll want to go through that. Yeah, I'll just say it yeah, that I, way. You'll want to go through yeah. that if you can. I think that is a worthwhile plot that justifies and it's not many steps. So if you've mm-hmm. done some of them already, I think there's six in total. So if you've done two or three of them, and, and I think one of those six is literally the one that initiates the mission. So um, like I said, um, you're, you're probably further along than you think. I I was following it and I think I ran into a locked door and I, yep. I haven't went back. Yep. And um, you can wait till the end. I would just wait till the end and, and go do it then. It's just the ship's, the ship's a bummer, man. So I don't like running around in it too makes much. Sense. You
1: know, there's yes. you know, it's like he's an engineer, you think it'd fix the lights at some
0: point, just turn all the lights on in the whole ship. No, they explain but, uh, that you can either have the lights on or the doors working. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb, <laughs> dumb because even when the
1: lights are on, they're not very good at lights yeah. for a ship. Um, a lot of flickering, a lot of flickering right. going on. Um, Good game, fun game. I'm I'm really enjoying it, and uh, obviously I'll finish it this week, and then I want to start that atomic um, <clears throat> heart, yeah, heart. And um, side note, Fred mm-hmm. b- went on a two two plus hour car mechanic stint the other night. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Bought the bought the new DLC uh, for all the beamers. I mean, the Mercedes. I think it was new Mercedes DLC. There's a lot of DLC, and I have it all. So I don't know what I put into that game so far. But, uh, you know, I started over, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I painted myself in some heavy corners a few times where uh, my garage had cars laying around everywhere outside on on blocks because I, I had no money to finish them. right. Mm-hmm. And uh, something you, I know you, this sounds great. I know you love this kind of stuff, uh, <laughs> but I had it. to do meaningful it tasks uh-huh. until I could uh, get the cast fixed, and then I got my big chunks of money from finally finishing them, and then I opened up my paint shop, my nice. test track shop. Yeah, and now I'm I'm on my road my road again, having a full garage once again. So, hey, when you good, like something, you like fun. something. It's very well, obvious. Well, you know, I haven't tapped into the drag racing DLC that I bought. It's true. So there's drag racing now, which I haven't got to. Uh, Yes, I could go back to my old save that's maxed out and I'm a millionaire. Something doesn't seem fun. Didn't seem fun to me with all this new DLC. I want to experience all these cars. It's kind of like a cheat code. You know, because, you know, since I've beaten the game with everything and I bought, I'd buy DLC, but like when am i going to see the dlc unless i just repair cars here and there so i wanted to start over so that i have to I have right. to take on these jobs and i'm and it's it's fun it's, i'm seeing a lot of new engines fred i know you care but i'm seeing a lot of <laughs> a lot of good stuff it's fun car mechanic simulator 2021 is a solid game i think you you know you played the old one which was a labor of love to like <laughs> Yes, you had to really want it with 2018. <laughs> you know, 2021 is a lot more streamlined, and uh, <clears throat> that's a good game. Yeah, but that's they're not giving
0: it away for free yet. So I, I will scour you the uh, pay for
1: quality. The
0: I will Does it come cheap? to I will continue to scour the Epic Game Store and wait for it to get given away for free. That's right. What do you think? This is some Russian propaganda game? This yeah. is fucking. This is.
1: This is American Muscle, right as in. A matter of fact, <laughs> good game,
0: good game. I love it. Excellent. Well, and and that's it. <laughs> Marvel, Marvel Snap is always Fred. Ah, uh, yes. Marvel Snap. Actually, as I saw that Kang the Conqueror is coming to Marvel Snap, and I'm like, see, you can't escape. He seems, it. he seems bullshit to me. That cod seems yep. a little bullshit. So if you're not you play the only him, one who was
1: saying that? If you play him,
0: people were saying you get, to redo,
1: you get to redo the whole turn. Yep. So if you don't like what happened, you can throw him down and
0: redo everybody has to take their cards back or something and you redo the whole last turn over again. Yep, don't like and it, it. Can undo a snap. Don't like it. Yeah. So, so see, he's breaking it for everybody. Are you okay? Um. All right. So first and foremost, um, finished uh, Dead Space Remake. And I think we've beaten that one to death, but uh, enjoyed it. Um, highly recommended for people who've not played it. And yeah. <laughs> um, next up, Dark Pictures Anthology. So my oh. brother-in-law came over and um, we jumped back into Little Hope. And Little Hope was the one I think I talked about playing it recently. And I said, oh, it started off pretty good, but people really didn't like it. And I don't know why people thought it was weak. It actually, in the end, ended up being pretty good. Like, I I don't have any complaints about it. Um, And I will say that uh, I think one of the number one complaints people have about these games, about all of these games by supermassive whether it be oh any of the dark pictures or the quarry or um why am i blanking on i can see the skull in my head right now do you remember the ps4 Man, game that they did Until Man on Median? Oh, Until, Until Dawn. Dawn. Sorry. Man of Medan is the one of the dark pictures. That's movies. right. Yeah. You're right. Yep. But all of these games, the big criticism leveraged leveraged against them is you put like all these hours into the game and then everyone dies near the end, right? And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, one it's like a horror movie and two it's like a video game. Video mm-hmm. games need to like escalate <laughs> yeah. at the end, right? And horror movies victims start falling fast. So like, yeah, they I, I would like to see them do a little more balance. They did it better in the quarry where, like, people could die early on, right? But And I think that's probably one of the bigger problems that people have is that they're good gamers, so they're good at being tactile and clever to prevent those early deaths, you know? And because I got someone killed in the quarry and, like the third chapter or something like, I think it was the first death you could possibly get. I killed somebody um, the first time through that game. And so mm. I think it's just a case of they're good gamers. So they get around, you know, killing off the people early. And so what they do is they try to escalate that. Right. But little hope is definitely an exception to that in that you, the the whole thing takes about five hours to play. I think it took us five hours and, yeah, that last hour is just like they'll either you either save everybody or they all drop like flies very, very fast, um, hmm. which is actually kind of fitting, actually, to the theme of that that one. But it was good. I liked the story. I liked where they went with it. I think they did a good job. Um, that one also has one of the most fucked up beginnings I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, like they do some. Uh, the 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 first thirty minutes of Little Hope is by far the strongest intro to a game, and that right. that's going up against Until Dawn, where in the beginning you've got those two twins, right, who like break their necks, <laughs> but but yeah, oh, yeah. um, but uh, but yeah, so we enjoyed Little Hope. Um, it has a weird HDR thing. I think all of the supermassive games do other than um, Until Dawn because it didn't have HDR and the quarry. But the Dark Pictures ones, at least on Xbox, but I think it was also on the PC version, had this weird just flicker with HDR, and it's not present in any other games. So it's that game specific. Um, so I think I'm going to just turn HDR off because it was bugging me a little bit. But yeah, um, but yeah. so the next one we've got, so we've done Man of Medan and we've done Little Hope. The next one is House of Ashes. It takes place in um, the desert and it's a bunch of military people who, it kind of looks like The Descent, they like end up in a cave and awaken some evil. And then the last one just recently came out, which was Dark Pictures' The Devil in Me. It's the final part of, um, uh, sorry, I always make a joke that it's like about fucking the devil because the devil in me. Um, right, and then I used the wrong inflection for that. I think most people who read the title of that game would be called "Devil in Me," <laughs> right? Like, like an introspective kind of like the devil that <laughs> yeah. I am. Well, you know, and I made it sound. I'm with you. Like the devil's in me. <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: with you. I'm
0: I'm with you on that. One. <laughs> so, so we will be we will be playing all of these. Um, I have them all. Um, so, but yeah, we'll soon be doing. Um, House of Ashes, and then we'll wrap up with Devil and Me, but it'll be a while. Um, and then we're probably getting around to the annual, you know, right around when summer starts. Gotta replay the quarry again. Um, but uh, but yeah. yeah, Those those games are still good. I enjoy them. Um, and if Little Hope is the worst one, and I enjoyed that one quite a bit, we actually thought that one was a little better than Man of Medan, in our opinion, but who knows? Yeah, um, I, I, you
1: know, Man of Medan, I remember... It was okay. Um what was the first one again they made? Uh the until dawn. Until dawn. I remember that game just because it all went to shit at the end. Mm-hmm. And like, like like I think like two people lived in mine, and one of them was that, that real bitchy girlfriend. Ah, the, the real Wallace, I think. I forget her name, but it was like people let her die on purpose, but I can't mm-hmm. do it. Like, I got to try. Hit those button presses. <laughs> and so the fact that she lived and she was still talking shit like during
0: the credits, I was just like, ugh. The last chapter has a really hard, um, and I'm so glad they don't do this anymore. Um, There was a really hard way to keep Hayden Penitier alive because you had to hold the controller still and they do something with that. Like, people have proven it where like, if you actually hold the controller still, oh, I proved it. If I put the controller down, I laid it you talk- on the hardwood I you talk- floor, and it failed. It's- and it's like, well, yeah, because they move around and they want you to move the controller. And I was like, but it says don't move the controller. And that is something <laughs> that really has been pissing me off with games lately, where you give instructions and then you don't want me to follow those instructions. Mm-hmm. That bugs the shit out of me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. So that's one where I think I do have the trophy for letting them all live because I've played Until Dawn like five times. I think I did get lucky once the first time and that's what it was. The first time I had Hayden Penetier live and I survived holding that still and that was like in my hands. But Josh, the... um, the the guy who's played by Remy Malik, he mm. getting him to live through the whole game is a challenge. You need to know some very specific things about that that I could only figure out in a guide. You have to I get here's how I'll say it, Trees. You have to make some decisions that don't seem logical. And it saves mm. his life. And so I remember I beat the game and I everyone lived, and I thought I was gonna get the trophy for everyone living, but the person who died was Remy Malik. And In those games, if you start a whole new campaign over, your progress is wiped. But if you go just replay a chapter, it will rewrite that chapter. And then as long as you stop at the end of that chapter, it will um, just pretend your whole game timeline still exists the same other than that single chapter you replayed. So that was how a lot of people did it. But Hmm. I, just because I like fun had restarted the whole game at least a couple of times by the time I learned that. Hmm. Um, I also think it's really stupid that when you restart a new game, they wipe collectibles because I hate piecemealing your way through it, right? It gamifies it too much, but it is what it is. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people are like, well, the reason you want to keep a completed playthrough is because those games are, especially Until Dawn, it's really long. It's like a nine hour, 10 hour game. And maybe you don't want to play through all of the plot stuff that's kind of, you know, second nature to you once you've played the game a couple of times. You just want to jump into some of the more active stuff. You can jump straight into, like, six hours in or something. So I get that, but anyway. Um, Next up, let's talk about... Oh, shit. Okay. Um... Anyway, sorry about that. Um, so uh, next up, Arkham. I've been on a Batman kick lately, as you could probably tell. And I had been playing Arkham Origins Blackgate. Do you remember this game? I think I talked about it on the previous episode. Yeah. I, yeah. This is like a Metroidvania that was on the 3DS and the Vita. And then it later That's came right. to consoles. Um, I was playing it on the Steam Deck. I have it on Steam. And I was playing it on the Steam Deck because... I was one of those people who bought at launch Arkham Knight on PC. I had a strong gaming PC at the time. I had just bought my 2080 right when the 20,000 cards came out or whatever. Maybe I had bought a 1070 or something. It doesn't matter what. But I had a new graphics card and I thought, you know, they were saying, oh, Arkham Knight runs like shit on PC. Don't buy it. And I was like, no, I think I'm going to buy it. And then... I didn't buy it. And then, in the first month of it coming out, it was tanking so bad on PC that, like, secondhand key retailers like Green Man Gaming and CD Keys and stuff like that were selling it for like 12 bucks with the Season Pass. And so I bought it for like 12 bucks. And then, as a make good, um, Rocksteady apologized for the quality. And about six months into the game being out, they had fix the PC version, but to to make as a make good, they unlocked every single Arkham game for free on your Steam account. So that's how I end up getting all these games. Anyway, I've been playing it and it left a good first impression on the Steam Deck, but then I've switched over and started playing it on PC. I have my new gaming PC. It can render it at 4K. And it's oh, hilarious yeah. to watch it because the GPU is running at 5% and the CPU is running at 1% because it's a fucking 3DS game. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it starts off feeling like a 2.5D, like a side-scrolling with semi-polygons, Metroidvania version, which the Arkham games are kind of Metroidvanias to begin with. But like it, it starts off that way. And it quickly devolves. So, over the last like week, I've been trying to find the fun in this game. I'm about two and a half hours in. Now I'm about three and a half hours in when I quit it. And you just learn that this design was very lazy. And this developer, it, it was probably their first time doing it. And it was a big license, right? And like, they just made some real foolish gameplay mistakes that just nowadays, I don't think we have the tolerance for you tell me trees, but there's a lot of stuff where like, you'll just be progressing. And first of all, you're told where to go, but the map doesn't do a great job of telling you where to go. Right. And so you're apparently in the room where you are, where you're supposed to be, but you can't figure out why the, where the fuck you are or what the fuck you're supposed to be doing. So that's one problem. And then the other problem they have is what I like to call the backtracking problem where it's like, Okay, you need to go save Commissioner Gordon. Okay, he's through this door. So you go up to that door. It's locked. Okay, why is it locked? Oh, you don't have Kodak D. Okay, where's Kodak D? You don't know. They don't put it on the map. So you look it up. Kodak D is over here. Ah, oh, fuck. So you backtrack through the whole fucking level. You find Kodak D. Why was that there? I was in this room and I didn't even see it. You get it. You go back up. You've now wasted half an hour. You unlock the door for Codec D, you walk forward, and it immediately has another locked door that's like, oh, well, that's Codec C. Fuck. So I went and looked, and yeah, people are like, that's this whole game. This whole game is stifling your progress (laughs) to make you backtrack, find something, and then backtrack through the whole game. And there was, I remember reading the Steam reviews, and it had mostly negative. Um, And one of my favorite reviews was near the top. He just said, I beat this game. It took 12 hours. I didn't use a guide. What am I doing with my life? Thumbs down. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) And the whole time I was playing it, I was like, what I really want to be playing is Arkham games, right? And I said, why aren't I just playing the Arkham games? And so I went and I installed, uh, because I'd recently played Arkham Origins and Arkham City, like within the last year. And so I installed um, Arkham Asylum. I haven't played Arkham Asylum since it first came out. So I've got that that Return to Arkham collection. It gave you Arkham City and Arkham Asylum. I had never owned Arkham City before that. And it's always cheap. And I will warn you, Trees, the Xbox version has a weird frame rate. They, like, updated it, but they locked the frame rate at 45 frames a second, which does not divide evenly into 60 frames a second, right? And so mm. what happens is you get constant screen tearing while you're playing the Xbox version. And that just bugs me. To be clear, that's for the Return to Arkham version. If you have the 360 version, it doesn't have this problem, Um on the PlayStation though, the return to Arkham Collection is locked at 30 frames a second, and so that you know, they just double the frames up to make it evenly into 60, and so it's smooth. So anyway, I played about probably two hours of Arkham Asylum. That game's really good. Really enjoying it. I don't think there's anything else to say. But I was very happy that I jumped into it again. So I'm guessing you've played Arkham Asylum before. Yes, I that was um We've talked about it before. That was the
1: only game that I played and beat on the on-live game surface. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes,
0: we have talked about this many times, yes. <laughs> so, so there you go. But uh, And and again, I do have it on PC as well, but at the time that I bought this, I did not. <laughs> so Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, we will come to the end. And this won't take me too long to talk about trees, but I do think you might have some questions. I have been playing Atomic Heart. So okay. um, like you, I was very interested in it. It is a game that is takes place in the early 50s and it's what if World War II ended with Russia being the victors. So, and I, I, I thought it was weird that it was kind of phrased that way because I thought Russia helped the Allied party. I'm fairly certain Russia helped us Take Germany. Um, But I digress. Um, Mm -hmm. So you, and and then it it talks about like a futuristic utopian future um, for Russia, right? Where there's technological advances. And I think the best way that I like that this is um, addressed was Oliver from digital foundry said it basically is what a person who lived in the mid forties would imagine the early to mid 50s would look like if we had like major technological advances post-World War II, right? So it doesn't Mm -hmm. look like what you and I think of for the 50s, but it's like what a person in the 40s would think of the future, right? Right. And that I like a lot. So there's a lot of mechanics, a lot of weird spinny designs, lots of like wind-up stuff. It kind of looks like wind-up tops and stuff like that. And of course, especially early on, you're fighting a lot of robots. There's a lot of Android like characters you are fighting or bots. There are straight up bots in this. There's just fucking droids everywhere. Like fucking star Wars. Um, but like you said, it's very Bioshock esque So they're, they're very like, again, late forties, early fifties, um, kind of robot design. Lots of springs everywhere. Um, And I'm not going to lie, Atomic Hearts' story is not holding me at all. I do not care for the story of this game. That said, I don't know that that matters much. But this game is... Oh, and I just want to point something out up front. I'm playing this on PC. It runs fine on anywhere. But there are weird glitches and hitches that were on Xbox and PlayStation um that and and mostly xbox xbox is struggling with some optimization don't worry i don't think you'll notice anything trees it tries to hit 60 frames a second it usually hits mid to upper 50s um playstation seems like a good lock 60 but there are some graphical glitches that are also on the xbox side and i don't think you'll notice any of them to be honest with you on pc those are all alleviated plus the if you have a A PC like mine, you can power your way through it. It's a good way to test my way through my new 4070, which is running admirably. Um, (laughs) Regardless of where you play it, I got to tell you, this game's gorgeous. But I want to come to the technical stuff and the visuals last because I have nothing but delightful things to say about it. So first and foremost, of the negatives. The story, eh. There is a fuck ton of it, though. The opening hour of that game has nothing. You do nothing, Trees. But see canned animations and then walk somewhere and see more canned animations. It is just plot, 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 plot. You do nothing action-oriented. You shoot nothing, you hit nothing, you do nothing. You just Hmm. soak up this world. And I, I guess I like it. And I guess technically that's what Bioshock Infinite did. But, uh, yeah, no. It just, it, it felt so slow and sluggish for me. I was like, mm. fuck. So it left a bad first impression. But then when the shit goes down, shit gets real, real fast. And it's great, Trees, because you'll love it. In true Bioshock fashion, like all of a sudden shit goes down and next thing you know, like it finally lets you free to have a controller oh. to your own accord and you finally get access to all the controls. And right. first thing your dude does is just whip out an axe. It's just the first thing that happens. He just goes, shink, I have a fucking yeah. axe. And that's it. You have nothing else at the beginning of this game. You're just bludgeoning people with an axe, which felt more system shock than Bioshock. But I guess right. in the original Bioshock, you start out with this big old monkey wrench, right? But like... But yeah, it was, it was just great where when the shit goes down, all of a sudden he just whips out an axe and then you're just set off to fight things. And I was like, okay, all right, all right. You got me back. You got me back. But yeah, time and time again, this game will start digging into its plot. And I'm like, guys, we don't fucking care. Can I have a no plot mode? Is there a setting? Yeah. There's all these accessibility settings. Where is the like, I don't fucking care about the plot. Just do the forced cutscenes, please. Like it's lost me. They're talking about people and all this stuff and it's just, other than the the finer points, it's lost me and I don't know why I care. Mm. Another thing is the platforming leaves, there's not much of it, but where it does exist, it leaves something to be desired. Um, so the only thing I'll say is your platforming is very calculated. So whenever you need to jump or reach for something, your character will reach a handout. So you just got to be used to, you know, when you're playing Uncharted or like the Tomb Raider games, the newer ones, you got to get to a ledge and you like hold over and you see if Nathan will reach out for it, right? And if he does, you're good. If he doesn't, don't make that jump. I think that's even in Assassin's Creed to a certain extent. So Hmm. that's a little annoying. And there are a couple of parts where, so this game likes to, this is something I actually have a criticism for Dead Space as well, but I'll just mold it in here. The end of Dead Space and like this game likes to pack a bunch of enemies into a corner and enemies have physical presence. You can't like run through them or pass them. And it gets kind of annoying when they all get you into a corner and just start bashing Mm -hmm. on you because you're like, I just need to move and you don't let me move and you're canceling my animations, right? Like, so it's just overwhelming and it's not fun and you're losing life like crazy and sometimes dying. To be clear, I haven't died much in Atomic Heart. Um and so that's a little shitty. And then there is just one scene near the beginning of the game where there's, like, a, a creature that, like, drills through the walls. like or Sorry, drills through the ground, and so it, like, pops out. It's like a driller bot. And it's not even hostile towards you. It just happens to be doing its thing around you. And it's great because you go through this really long sequence of platforming. And then, not really long, but long enough. And then you get through it. And this this worm pops out and it goes and it almost hits you, but like it doesn't let you like get in its way at the beginning. And it's hilarious because there's this cutscene where like you're talking to your hand, your hand, your glove has an A.I. in it and you talk to your glove a lot and it goes, oh, you almost got killed there. And And your character's like, yeah that's fine because I'm like a good soldier and like good soldiers have good reflexes and don't let shit like that kill them. And almost immediately a new version of that comes and zigzags through and you have to know to like run away from it and run back to where you were previously. And if you don't do that, you die immediately and then you have to redo the whole situation. And I'm like, so there's a couple of parts in Atomic Hearts. They're few and far between. I'm about three or four hours into it, but there are situations where it's like, fuck, I had to die on that to know it was coming. Right. Right and again that's a tactic being utilized a lot in games right now. Like more indie games, but it's in big games as well. And it's just like guys, can we not do this? Like escort missions, let this go away. Don't kill me to teach me something. Like Mm -hmm. that was annoying in the Nintendo days. I don't need to learn this. And I notice it mostly by, I'm sorry to pick on them, European studios. European studios seem to still feel that like, that's okay. That's the way we do stuff. I grew up Mm -hmm. on my ZX Spectrum where they fucking killed me. And that was how they taught me how to be better. And I don't think that is a design ethos these days or should be, but okay. That said, um, Mm -hmm. this game is a lot of fun. Um, it is, I would not call it a Bioshock like, but I can see where those parallels are made. But first of all, it's a lot more melee combat early in. Um, and it's more, there's more to the combat, I guess I would say. So in Bioshock, it was just like bash the shit out of the, I forgot what they're called now. It's been long enough. I've completely lost lurkers. Is that what they're called? Mm. Anyway, bash the shit out of the enemy so he doesn't kill you, right? And you could do elemental stuff, right? Like if you're near something, you catch them on fire. If they're in a puddle, you could electrocute them and stuff like that. But by and large, you know, you're just trying to beat them down. In this game, there's more of a rhythm to combat. Like they can hit you and you've got like a dash. You can jump backwards or side to side, kind of like in, um, it's more of the like a first person version of the combat of Symphony of the Night, I guess is what I would say. You're trying not to get hit. And so you got to like get in there, whack them once or twice, then dodge back, right? They're doing a little of the timed hits kind of stuff, right? And as enemies go on and on, like they they get to parts where they can like down you or do extra damage and stuff like that. And so you have to kind of learn that rhythm of combat. Um, But I do like it. And then you're running around rummaging through stuff. So you push the right bumper to like rummage through drawers and stuff like that, but they've like streamlined it trees. So like instead of Bioshock where you would like search everything by just running up to it and hitting the A button instead, you just hold down right bumper in the room and your glove just ransacks everything. You can oh, just really? watch it ransack a whole room. Yeah. It's pretty amusing. I like that. Yeah. It, it feels good. At first it seemed like a dumb mechanic, um, that I was like, well, then why would you have me ransack all this stuff if you're just going to do it this way? But it becomes this really fun Mary Poppins, kind of like pop open all the drawers and pull everything you want out of it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And you are constantly upgrading and um, building new things. So there's a large upgrade and tree system for building and upgrading stuff. And, and I think they did a really good job with it. I was warned in advance from like an article I was reading. I wasn't reading an article, really. It was like a tips thing that said like five quick tips to know going into Atomic Hearts. So I was like, okay, let me check it out. And one of those was You do get special abilities, kind of like the, um, I even forgot what those are called, Uh, the, the, the special abilities you get in Bioshock. It's similar to those. So your first one's a shock. You always get that. And then you can level up shock. And then there are different ones. And they said, try to focus on only like one or two of those and upgrade those fully. Because otherwise you get the red mage problem that's in Final Fantasy where you get to the middle of the game and you need like souped up versions of those powers and you don't have enough upgrade like currency to do it, right? So you need to have like a strongly upgraded power going into the middle of that game. And I haven't hit that point yet, but that's going to be much more useful than having all the powers unlocked and, but they're all weak. You know what I'm saying? right and yeah. so that's what I did I focused on just the shock which is the first power you get but that makes sense because everything I'm fighting is robots and guess what electricity highly effective against robots um, and then there's a shield like a barrier bubble or something that I have lightly upgraded um but yeah and and it's it's amusing in certain ways man because like there's weird yeah some of the weird stuff that's like new um. Uh, that's like new technology or something is like they, they've made like jello that can like gelatinous substance that can be everywhere and so the way this game makes traversal kind of fun is you'll just see like a gelatinous just blob of what looks like transparent jello and you can jump into it and swim through it and then it'll be a way where you can get to like an upper ledge or something so that's that's kind of fun um, yeah. But yeah, this game has a lot of personality and fun. And the last part that I definitely have to harp on is the fucking um, tech is incredible. This game I found out is on even Xbox One and PS4. And then it's also Series S and X and then PS5. And then, of course, it's on PC. And. People are gonna. I'm sure people have already done this, but people are gonna harp on like, oh, ray tracing and da 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 da, and all this. Not nah, none of that's in there actually. Um, and you know this on PC because you get to cheat. You don't have any ray tracing settings. Um, but this game is using just the best versions of all the clever techniques of like the the PS4 era, like mm. at once. And it just creates this gorgeous world. So it's using like SSR screen space reflections to make the water look better than probably anyone could ever imagine with like ray tracing. And they have real reflections on them. And floors shine and lighting, it's all baked lighting. So it's fake lighting, not actual ray tracing but it does what you expect ray tracing to do. It's got that realistic hues and those realistic shadows and God rays and all this stuff. And so what I think is amazing about Atomic Heart is it proves that you don't need all that tech and you can still make a game that fudges it very well. And this game fudges it incredible. I think it is probably, we call it um, rasterized graphics. I think it, it, which I come to think of it as just like regular graphics without any of those special new techniques. And I think this game is the, the ultimate version of that. It is just doing every trick you can possibly do with the tech of last gen, and it does it amazingly. This game looks incredible. Just absolutely incredible, man. It is it- a <clears throat> dazzler. Does it, I
1: mean, you're running on a pretty good, PC. hmm um, but from the trailer, it looks like a lot of shit going on at once, like mm-hmm. in some of those combat things. hmm So have you heard It can hold up. Any yep. sl- it holds up as well, like it holds even up even on a console. Well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard it looks it like does. It some of the cutscenes. Some of the cutscenes and canned animations are weird. Well, that is something I noticed that was weird, even on my PC, because my PC could run it at 4K 60 native, but barely. And this is one of those work smarter, not harder kind of things. There is a, it's called FSR on Nvidia or on on um, AMD cards. It's called DLSS on Nvidia cards, which is like it uses AI to help generate frames so the AI doesn't generate frames but what it does is the AI will anticipate what the next image is going to look like and partially draw it so that the graphics card doesn't have to work harder and so like I'm sitting there struggling to get 4K60 like sometimes it would dip beneath it but like my, o- my LG OLED has um, v- variable refresh rate so I-, I didn't really notice it but I being me was monitoring the frame rate And I was like, it's struggling at some points. And it was weird where it was struggling trees. So it would struggle at like when I was up in the clouds on a flying machine during one of the early scenes that's like a canned animation. But then I get on the ground and there's like things exploding everywhere and people running around everywhere and stuff like that. And it's able to get well over right. 60 frames a second. It's, it's, it's within it. So I don't know what they're doing, but it's weird where it pushes it and where it doesn't. And then once I put on DLSS, which um, the consoles are using FSR, which is AMD's version, and AMD runs the graphics engine on, co- on both consoles. Um, but once you once I kick that on, oh, no, no, my GPU was running at like 60% and getting 120 frames a second, no problem. So this, this has plenty of headroom, I guess I would say, to hit mm. it, and so in some cutscenes you'll see some weird hitching and 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 stuff like that um, on Xbox and PlayStation, but in the actual action, I don't think you're going to find a lot of problems. So, mm. so what I will say, this is doing nothing. In closing, it looks gorgeous. It's fun. The story is an interesting concept, but I've, I've, it's really lost me. It's it's overselling oh, itself, mm. and there's all these text things that you can find right text logs and it's like three at a time. And they're like three pages long and it starts to be like the books in Skyrim. It's like, I could read these, but fuck (laughs) who has the time. Um And so I just gave up on it. But it, they clearly fill you in on some of the stuff because then your character, without having discussed it before, starts talking about stuff that I've never heard about and I'm sure it was in those text logs. So you can get real into it if you want to. I've chosen not to. Um, it's also not doing anything new from a gameplay perspective. It is just a European studios take on their version of Bioshock. Mm-hmm. And so you either like that or you don't but don't expect it to do anything new. It is not reinventing the wheel. It is making the next Bioshock from an Eastern European perspective. You are not, um, a lot of this stuff is fetching stuff. Surprise, surprise, Trees. I had to go find two orbs and when I put (laughs) both orbs in there, I pulled a, a trigger and it was like, Nope, now you need four canisters. And check it out. Know. There are four different hallways. Each one's got a canister at the end of it. Go fight your way through it. Um, I will say this game is far less combat and far more, at least in the beginning, it's far less combat and far more puzzles. There's a lot of puzzles in this game. Hmm. Yes, it's very puzzly. And it's not your normal concept of puzzle. It's more like visual puzzles and timing puzzles and stuff like that. So, so yeah. So- Sounds like a strange game. It is strange, yes. And you know what? If this wasn't <laughs> on Game Pass, the the reason I think I'm really into it is, you know how I like to buy those, like, when they drop down to 10 bucks, those cheap indie games, but they're trying to look and play like a AAA game. Mm-hmm. I think of, like, that, oh, what was that twisted whatever, that, that recent game I played that that looked like a modernized version of Resident Evil 1, and, like, I bought that, that Phobia and, and various other games, you know. Like, they're those types of games. And Mm -hmm. um, this feels like one of those, only it's trying to charge full price for it. And we'll see how it goes. But they were smart enough at least to throw it on Game Pass. You know what I mean? Right. Which means that other than people who only own a PlayStation 5, the risk is very light. Even if you're not a Game Pass subscriber, may as well for a dollar and then Mm -hmm. just try it. Like, so so I think that's what's going to get more people to play it. So I never even looked
1: to see... Outside of Game Pass, like what this game was priced at? I
0: think it's sixty. I think it's a sixty. All right. Let me verify that. I've got the Xbox app up on my PC. So it's,
1: it's you're so spoiled with Game Pass that you forget they exist like out on yeah. other things with a price tag.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like is oh yeah, 60. PlayStation. Dude. I guess maybe it's seventy dollars uh, I guess maybe it could be um on Xbox. You know how they do Certain versions are more expensive than the others. So let's see. Mm-hmm. It is it is it 70 So Atomic okay, Heart so is $70 on Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. It is $60 on PlayStation 4, PC, and Xbox One. But it is one bro, of those ones yeah, where you... Huh? Oh, no, actually... Uh, It looks like it's got both versions on the disc and it's 70 across the board on disc on console. In your opinion, as of right now, not worth 70 bucks. No, this game is a great $40 buy it day one recommendation. (laughs) Um, And if you have Game Pass, it's great. All right. Time will tell. Um, one of the cool things that Game Pass does on PC is when you're looking at the storefront and stuff, it tells you like how long how long it is with how long to beat and stuff like that. And so it's getting generally favorable reviews, and it's like 15 hours long. So it's a pretty decent game, decent chunk. Right. I'm not even a third of the way through it, so we'll see. I don't know if I'll stick with it that long, right? If the gameplay starts getting repetitive, which let's face it, Bioshock definitely did. The story was what pulled me to the end of Bioshock 1, 2, and 3. Um, So I'm wondering, but who knows? Maybe the story will pick up in Atomic Heart as well, like on just the main storyline stuff. But if not, I could see myself struggling to stick with the whole game, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I was really bored and then really engaged. And that's where I'm at right mm. now. So we'll see. All right. So um, it's Focus Home Interactive. They charge full price for stuff and throw it. Like that's their mentality. Like that publisher through, um, they also do the, uh, what's the rat game? The, um, um, you know what I'm talking about though, right? Um, Plague's Tale. Yes. A Plague Tale. A Plague Tale. Now Requiem. Requiem came out at seventy bucks, and it was sixty on Steam, and it was on Game Pass, and that actually, I'm told, did very well. so who knows? you know hmm. um, so you know, uh, and when I mean it did very well, I mean it sold very well outside of Game Pass. so who knows, like this could very much be the case as well right so um but uh but yeah. Left a good first impression, and again, it is it is a visual stunner.
1: Yeah, I will I, it will be. You know, after the darkness of Dead Space, yes, it looks it
0: looks colorful, like it looks bright to me, and it so. is it is. Um, so, you know, um, what I will say was that's why I kind of needed Arkham because I needed a change of pace because I was about to start Death Loop, and I was like, ah, Atomic Heart seems. I do think. I I fear that Games Press has inflated those review scores a little bit, though, because they're like, oh, my God, look at this. It shows us what Russia looks like and this and that. And we can learn about all these people and all this literature. And It's too much. Um, So I wonder if, you know, it's got a little too much praise right now because the people who are into it are really into it. And that's fine. But, like, I'm not as into it what atomic hearts putting down from a world building and plot kind of thing. But I am down into how gorgeous it is and what it is. Right. Also this game's horny. Um, your upgrade bot is very horny as you will experience. Um, so, and I know the kids, what? Horny bots. Yes. And I know the kids love horniness, right? The, the gen Zers love, love when you're horny, when you're really horny and when you're really sexual, they love it. So, um, have fun with that. You're not fucking the bots, to be clear. Or at least not yet. Mm-hmm. Um but they but the bots are horny. Um There's always wiggle room. <laughs> yeah. No pun intended. Um, but uh but yeah, so so we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. Uh Deathloop is also very like I I you know, Arcane Studios is kind of like high head up its own ass kind of writing. I'm sorry to be kind of critical of them in that way, but I never really connected with it on Dishonored. And so, um, you know, I don't know. Deathloop is the one that most people who love Arcane don't, you know, love Deathloop, which means I'll probably love it. But I was like, eh, do I want to do... Atomic Heart is, to a certain extent, an immersive sim. And I was like, do I want to do two immersive sims at the same time? Fuck, no, I don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's why. So, we'll see how long Atomic Heart keeps my attention. So,
2: but All
0: right. Yeah. It's very promising at the beginning. So... Stuff like that. And that's it. And hey, look at that! We hit the three-hour mark. We managed to do it again. <laughs> How? How's We're this? We're so happen? consistent. So <laughs> but, how's, uh, how's this happened to us? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and with that, there is that. Uh, I will. I want to remind you and some others also that PlayStation Five uh, Instant Game Collection, if you have PlayStation Plus, is going away. Oh. Yes, so once you redeem those games, they will forever be in your library and just if your Plus slips away, you won't have access to them, but if you re-engage Plus, you can get them again. Um, But soon, once those go away, they're just gone for good. And I'm hoping it's not sometime in February that it's actually in March Mm -hmm. when that happens. So this is a reminder to you and anyone else out there who has recently or within the last year acquired a PS5, Has plus and hasn't gone and just added all those things to your library. Go do that. Are they are they under um their own tab or are they mixed in? Yeah. So if you go into plus, there is it's called like the instant library or instant game collection or something. And it's 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 some games you may already have. Like there's Monster Hunter World, and and maybe it's stuff you're not even interested in. But it's like yeah, Monster Hunter World. Um, There's a lot of PS4 stuff like Ratchet and Clank. Not the newest one, mm. the old Ratchet & Clank 2018 one. Um, there's like, uh, oh, what is it? Um, Infamous, Second Son, that's in there. Stuff like that. So All right. Just All right. Mortal Kombat XL or Mortal Kombat 10, I think it was. So like, mm-hmm. I think even Street Fighter 5 was in there, but that one might be a mistake. That might be, was given away at something else. But yeah. Mm-hmm. You might want to just go check it out and just add anything you want or add them all. Fuck it. And remember, you don't even have to be on your PS5. No, wait, you do have to redeem those on your PS5. You cannot redeem them on the app. That's right. On the app. So, yeah, because they have to make sure you're redeeming it on a PS5. So, but it's something to go check out, take advantage of. I think they put some good ones on there. I think God of War might even be part of that. I think God of War is on there. Yeah, Maybe so, the Uncharted's are on there. Yeah, at least some of them. So, worth checking out. At that least right. four. I think Uncharted 4 is definitely part of it. Right, right. You anyway. might have downloaded some of those. So Yeah. So if you have them, great. But like, it's worth... Ch- I know Until Dawn's on there. So <laughs> if there anybody doesn't have a digital copy of Until Dawn, Bloodborne's on there. It's another big one. Those are ones worth adding to your collection, right? Like, just in case you'd ever want to play them. Um. But yeah, so... For sure. All right. Well, then I guess we will... Call this to a close, so until next week, happy gaming. Later.